and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching and or listening to abl live i thank y'all for being here you could be almost anywhere in the world tonight if you're not under strict quarantine but you're right here with me and i definitely appreciate y'all for that please like the video share the video do all that good stuff it's a whole lot going on all over these internet streets there's a whole lot of things happening juicy smoothie 2.0 man oh man like there are so many things wrong with that whole situation Bubba Wallace NASCAR everybody involved has a, a, a role to play a debt to pay an apology to make all that good stuff oh we're gonna talk about it at night we're going to go in we're talking about that tonight also I saw the episode of the breakfast club power 105.1 New York City where they were talking to Angela Stanty King. If you don't know about The Breakfast Club, it is an, what is it, say, urban radio show, a black radio show. They have interviewed a bunch of liberal political pundits, but then they had Angela Stanty King on there. Now, Angela Stanty King, I met her in DC. I met her, I met her a few times, actually. Very nice person. She wrecked them when it came to conservative issues versus their liberal issues topic of abortion she really was on it there were so many things that she keyed in on that really just dispensed them piece by piece we'll talk about that tonight as well also all these uh the, the trump rallies the oklahoma one was great the one in arizona was great we'll talk about all that and a whole lot more on tonight's episode of abl live and I appreciate y'all for being here yet again. If you like what you're hearing, if you like the content, if you enjoy the channel, get the video with thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I mean, help me out tremendously. And uh, if you're listening on an audio streaming platform, do what you can over there. Uh, a five-star rating, a share, a, a mention, whatever you can do on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Sp voice cracking already, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you are, give me some love over there. I definitely appreciate you for that. This will be available on your audio streaming platforms. Uh, I think I put it out Friday morning, 10 o'clock. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> There's a whole lot going on. Um, I'm not even really sure where to begin. Um, I mentioned Juicy Smoothie 2.0, we'll get to that. And also uh, Angela Stanty King, the Trump rallies, uh, the statues being destroyed all over the nation. There's all kind of stuff going on. Uh, what else is it? Oh, the, the whites only mask law up there in Oregon. Not a law. I, I, I don't think it's a law. I think it's an ordinance that was passed in Lincoln County, Oregon. Okay, let's talk about where I want to go first. Uh, Juicy Smoothie 2.0. I'm going to get straight into it because this one right here has really been on my mind. I have a lot to say about the whole situation now. We all know what happened. I did two videos on it. My first video, I was pretty much on point. I was like, okay, this reeks of Juicy Smoye, Jesse Smollett, whatever his name is. It reeks of him. It appears to be fake. I think that it's fake. And of course, of course, like everybody thought, I don't think anybody that's watching this right now thought that that case would be real. Okay. Maybe we wanted it to be like, I wanted it to be real, not because I wanted any kind of racial attack or any kind of microaggression or whatever you want to call it to happen to Bubba Wallace. But I wanted it to be real because I did not want to have anybody become victim of a hate crime and then not be believed because of this man. You understand? So I wanted it to be real. 
but of course it was not real. And then it wound up being what we thought. It was a garage door pull. All right. It was a garage door pool and that was it. It's talking about, oh, it's a noose. A noose, really? <laughs> no, it's not a noose. It's a garage door pool. How are you getting how are you getting the whole NASCAR community, the whole company, the whole world to stand up, take notice at a garage door pool? They sent 15. Now, if you didn't hear me, because I'm not always a clear speaker, they spent they sent 15 FBI agents. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but 15 FBI agents down in Talladega, Alabama to investigate the whole situation to see if this garage door pool was in fact a garage door pool or a noose. 15 agents. Shout out to Tucker Carlson. I was watching him uh, the other night. He was like, okay, they sent 15 agents down in Talladega, but why can't they send anybody to rescue people to take down the statues? What's going on with that? But different story. Anyway, they sent 15 agents, found out it's a garage door pool. And the craziest part about the whole situation is that this dude, Bubba Wallace, the guy that was allegedly the victim of the so-called uh, attack of the noose, even after the investigation was finalized from the 15 FBI agents, even after they said, okay, we got video, we got pictures, we got all of that. After that, he was like, well, it was a noose. I don't care. So what? It's like, come on, man. Like, stop it. You need to be apologetic right now. You didn't brought Richard Petty out. Richard Petty, 82 years old, and since Bubba Wallace is a Petty team driver, they brought him out to console him, gave him a hug, all kind of stuff. Richard Petty been under quarantine since the virus hit back in March. This is his first time out, and he comes out for a hoax, really. But you know what? I'll talk about NASCAR in general in a minute because it ain't just um, Juicy Smoothie 2.0 to blame here. It's Everybody to blame, but getting back to Bubba Wallace, a.k.a. Bubba Smollett, this guy still doubled down talking about, oh, it's a noose, it's a straight-up noose. It's like, nah, you need to be apologizing. Apologize to all your fans, the five that you have in NASCAR, because you because you routinely come in like 20th place. But anyway, apologize to your five fans you had before. Apologize to Richard Petty, the whole uh, Petty team. Apologize to everybody that's involved, okay? Because you made a mistake. You messed up. Don't try to blame NASCAR. They have some blame in the general situation, yes. But you have all the blame that you have. You understand? It's like, okay. If someone tells me, ABL, hey, ABL, you know what we found in your garage? We found a noose on the ground. I'm going to ask some questions. All right. I'm going to be like, you know what? Man, can I see it? Can I, you know, who found it? How did they find it? Can we get some pictures? Do they have video? Do they know who did it? I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. And then I'm going to say this. It's very important. I'm going to say, you know what? Let's not go to the media. Let's not make this public yet because I don't want to create a firestorm because if I come out and say something right now, we're in this, you know, this toxic environment. Where everything is like going to set a fire. This is going to be an ember to get shot out into the sky and it's going to land into the fire that is America right now as it relates to all these race relations. So let's not put it out publicly yet. Take a moment to breathe, investigate, figure out what's going on. Then we go public if needed. That is what a responsible person would have said rather than just letting stuff happen and be like, oh no, it's not my fault. No, no, no. And then after the whole thing happens, you need to be going on every channel saying, I'm sorry, we jumped the gun. I take responsibility. Even if it's not your fault, which it is your fault, Bubba Smollett, 
even if it's not your fault, you still have responsibility as a man. That's just manhood one-on-one, regardless of what. Okay, you did it. It was your situation. You got to own up to it and man up. But he didn't do that. He went on Don Lemon and doubled down. And then Don Lemon babied him talking about, oh, it's not your fault. Yes, it is your fault. Okay, if that was my father, if that was my, you know, any male in my family, they would have said, nah, boy, you got to go out there and apologize to them people. Because you were the one that was center of it. It was you that they were out there crying for. It was you that were out there trying to almost start a riot for. It was you. Don't blame anybody else, even if they, even if they are to blame. Take responsibility on your own back, on your own shoulders. Don't blame them. So, nah, he was wrong for that. Dead wrong for that. And speaking about others to blame, like I said, yes, there are others to blame. But if you're a man, you take responsibility on your own back. But speaking about others, let's talk about NASCAR in general. Now, NASCAR has a lot to do with this as well. They are to blame because NASCAR jumped the gun talking about, oh, it's a noose. And the president of NASCAR, I forget his name. I think his name is Steve Phelps. And for all, let me know in the comments. The president of NASCAR had, you know, called Bubba Wallace and got him into a proper conversation in person talking about, oh, well, it was a noose. Tears in his eyes, crying, sir. Like, you're acting like somebody didn't send a burning cross, a, 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 a piece of a, a pool court, really? You're crying tears for that? You're too soft, okay? You should have been handling this. Like, Bubba didn't even see it. He could have just not known about it. You could have investigated it internally and then told him what happened after the investigation was over, which would have been, oh, it was a pool court, it was nothing. But you decided to make this whole big, impassioned thing, crying tears, all this and that, to go to this man and say, oh, it was a hate crime committed, all this, that, and a third, with no evidence. And then, and then NASCAR had this big production, the cringiest production I've ever seen in my life. Have you guys seen that production that they did? Oh, man, that was the craziest. They had everybody from the pit crews, all the other drivers, everybody that came out there. They coalesced around Bubba Smollett. And it was like soft music playing. He's in the car crying. He gets out of the car and is like sitting on the window and puts his elbows on top of the hood and is like sobbing. Richard Petty coming over, you know, he's like confused. He don't know what to do. He not he probably not used to seeing these men cry, okay? Over nothing. So he's kind of like uneasy. He goes to him and then kind of like pats him on the back. Oh, it'll be all right, man. Super, super cringe. Okay, they should, they should apologize for that. They should apologize for that because that whole thing was just unneeded, totally unneeded. And then the media, of course, they're shameless. They don't care. They're still going to say, well, you know what? He was a victim because he tried to remove the Confederate flags from NASCAR and they don't like him and all types of stuff. Man, please, a Confederate flag, such a nothing burger, a non-issue. Like, that's not a thing we actually care about in the black community for real, a flag, an inanimate object for real. Nobody cares. And then people talking about, okay, ban the Confederate flag. The next thing is obviously going to be the American flag. That's next because what is the argument behind the Confederate flag? What's the argument? You have two main arguments. The first argument is that they uh, were racist and they were promoting slavery. They wanted to expand slavery beyond where it was in the Union. Okay, which is kind of, you know, to my next point about slavery already being in the Union. Okay, the Confederate flag came about 1861. It lasted for four years of slavery. 
Okay, for 61 and 65, that was slavery under the Confederate flag. There was never a Confederate flag flown on slave ships. There was never a Confederate flag that went overseas to, you know, do anything like that with slaves or on a plantation or anything like that. It was a battle flag. So uh, if the Confederate flag is racist, how about the American flag from 1776 1865, it was around like 90 years of slavery. It was on slave ships. It was on plantations. So if the argument is about racism, the argument would be better suited to the American flag. And they're going to say that, which is why they're burning the American flag. I mean, don't, don't we see the correlation? The bigger argument, the better argument is against the American flag. Then they say, oh, because they were traitors. Like when you debunk the racism thing, then they say, oh, because the Confederates are traitors. Well, how about the Americans? I mean... What was the United States before 1776? What were we like if you right here right now in North America in one of the original colonies, who, who had the colonies? Who was that under? Anybody want to take a guess? Kingdom of Great Britain. So, you know, your founding fathers, all traitors, right? They happened to win. So the arguments used against the Confederate flag will be used against the American flag. And that'll be their entry. Like I said in my video, do not give them an inch. When I say them, I mean the, the Democrats, leftists, don't give them an inch to take all the, they'll take all the miles all the way to the sun. Like I was saying in my video, all they need is a small entry point, a really small entry point. You have a hole in the side of your house through the brick and it goes through your house. That's all that roaches, rats, everything else need to get into your house and create an infestation. You say, man, this is, this is a this is a beautiful home. How did they get an infestation to rotate? You got a small hole, you didn't patch up, you let him in. You saw the hole, you ignored it, you didn't, well, you didn't, you know, patch it up, you let him in. And now we have everything in the country up for grabs. Um, in DC at George Washington University, they removed the statue of George Washington, okay? George Washington's statue is gone from the university that he is named after him in DC. <laughs> like, it's crazy to see it. Matter of fact, I think it's on um, Benny's page, Benny from Turning Point. He um, actually showed it. If I could pull it up, I'm gonna try to do that. But the base of the monument to Washington has his name on it, but his statue is gone. Matter of fact, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up right quick so you guys can see it. It's the craziest thing in the world, but that's that's where we are because, you know, it's about racism, right? It's about oppression, right? Okay, how about George Washington? He had slaves. He was a traitor. You know, so, was, I mean, let's let's look at where we're going to go from here. Okay, I'm, I'm going to turn the sound off right quick. So, um, if you can't see it, and if you can't see it in general, I'm going to just explain to you what's going on. Um, he's in front of what used to be well, it's, it's the base of the statue that used to be right there. See, it's like this little peg right there, this little this little piece. A statue was right there of George Washington. And it says right there, the George Washington University. Founded, was it 1821? Okay, so he's, he's panning over, and you see the statue was gone. <laughs> the statue was gone, and they voluntarily removed it. They probably didn't even get hounded to remove it, but they probably removed it because they figured that they would get asked to remove it. So that's where we are nowadays, okay? You cannot have statues of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, Ulysses S. Grant. I mean, people are actually freed the slaves, freed the slaves. They, they, they were trying to take down a statue of Abraham Lincoln in D.C. because they said he did not free the slaves for the appropriate reason. 
this is what happens when you give them an inch. They take a mile. They go all the way to the sun with it. That's just how it is. That's what they do. Okay. It's not really difficult to understand. So I tell that to say this. The whole thing he's doing with the Confederate monuments, Confederate flags, talking about Bubba Smollett, it's all for night. It's just a way for this whole BLM movement to infiltrate our lives. This guy, Bubba Smollett, again, had on the Black Lives Matter shirt, the Black Lives Matter car. He is basically kind of a so-called peaceful, quote-unquote, peaceful protester inside NASCAR. You know, and he tried to do this whole little fake hate hoax thing. Some would say it's not his fault, but he capitalized on it. He went on The View. He went on Don Lemon and then doubled down on it, talking about, oh, it's a news. It's a straight up news. Come on, sir. Stop it. It's a garage door pool. The FBI said it's a garage door pool. And it had been there since at least last year, 2019, and was probably there for more time than that. And other stalls, other garage stalls have that same news. Or not, not news, garage door pool. You got, you got me saying it. And the loop, which is what it is, not a slipknot, the loop is so small, you can't actually hang a person in it. It's just enough for your hand to get in to grab the garage door and pull it down. Okay? It's simple. It's not that difficult to really understand. So, yeah, that was on my chest. I wanted to get it off. But thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. I like the video as well. Do all that good stuff. I mean, help me out tremendously. Yeah, exactly, you 812 One tiny termite, exactly. One tiny termite, now you got a whole breed. That's how it goes. Nip it in the bud, do it right away. That's it. Let me see. Randy Lell says, why are black leftists helping Democrats hide the evidence of them enslaving their ancestors? <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really, really good point. People don't know any better. They've been educated in a kind of way that is miseducation. They don't know any better. Shout out to my man, Jericho Green. I see you in the chat, boss. Uh, he super chatted as well. He says, Bubba Wallace, a.k.a. Nusi Smollett. Hilarious. <laughs> Nusi Smollett is hilarious. And he also says, hold on. Bubba Wallace, the noose is loose. <laughs> what a bunch of BS. Exactly. The noose is loose. <laughs> and you know what? One thing I could take positive from this is that the term Jesse or Jesseed or Juicy Smoulye will forever be in a lexicon. It's forever going to be a thing that we know about. It's never going to not be here. It's always going to be there. We're always going to know about it because of what happened with Juicy Smoulye, Bubba Wallace, and everyone else. Anytime I see something that looks like it's fake, it's phony, some kind of fake hate crime, I'm like, Juicy Smollett, Juicy Smoulye, every single time. So I think when you see a fake hate crime, you're going to always think Juicy Smollett, always. Or a, a hate crime that looks like it's fake or could be staged, or somebody lying about some type of racial attack. And we're seeing that more and more. And my thing is, okay, you would think people would be like, I can't get away with it. Or in the case of Bubba Smollett, that, okay, I'm being told about a noose that was on the ground in my stall. I probably should do some investigation first, look into it first to see if it's actually legitimate or not, rather than just coming out and saying it is or it is not legitimate, simple. It's not that hard to understand, in my humble opinion. Now, let's talk about, um, oh, The Breakfast Club. Did you guys see that episode with uh, Angela Stanton King on there? I thought it was a great episode. Um, one thing, now, if you didn't see it, I'll just tee it up for you. And if you did, I'm going to tee it up for you, give you a refresher. Um, the Breakfast Club, like I said earlier, it's a 
urban read black radio show uh really popular they always have on like liberal democrats oh yeah I, I'm, I'm right on the award damn atl i'm right there thank you for your donation he says angela stanton destroyed the breakfast club it was glorious yes it was now speaking about the breakfast club uh, like i said black radio show new york city real popular they always have on liberal democrats they had on joe biden that's where the whole thing happened with you know you know, if you want no, if you want to vote for Trump, vote for me. You ain't black. That's where that happened. The Breakfast Club. It was only one guy from Breakfast Club that was Charlamagne the guy that was interviewing them. But that's what that's where the show was. So that's where Joe Biden came in there and basically said, "Vote for me. You ain't black." Disrespect to the host. They, they ain't really care about that. They took that in stride. It was weird. Now that I think about it, it was weird seeing how Charlamagne the guy and the Breakfast Club in general handled that comment from uh, Joe Biden versus Angela Stanton King. Joe Biden insulted them live on air and it was all right. But here comes Angela Stanton King giving the facts and they were getting triggered. But anyway, she was on there talking about a lot of conservative ideas and they're not used to really having that kind of stuff because they always have on liberals on, you know, they talk about things they agree with. So then she was talking about all the ways that Trump has helped black America and America in general. She was debunking a lot of things that they said Trump has done. And she was also talking about herself because the reason why she was there is because she's running for office right now in Georgia, trying to take John Lewis's seat out there in Atlanta. So she was speaking about things that Trump has done. And I thought it was fantastic. Talking about lowest black unemployment before the, before the virus hit, talking about um, permanently funding HBCUs, talking about the First Step Act, freeing a lot of black folks from the penitentiary, doing some really important things. But the main thing that I liked from Angela Stanton King was her talk about abortion. Okay, she wrecked them on abortion. And it was crazy. They're talking about, oh, I'm pro-choice. And one thing she said I liked was, no, do you hear what you're saying? Pro-choice? Why did we say pro-choice when the opposite of pro-choice is pro-life? Why can't opposite of pro-life be pro-death? Because if you have life, the opposite is death. So why are we saying pro-choice? They're playing games with the with the terminology. They're not really telling you what's really going on with the terminology. Talking about Planned Parenthood, how they refused $60 million because in the... Well, okay, let me back up. Planned Parenthood was offered monies to do other things aside from abortion by the federal government, like $60 million. But in the plan there was stipulation. They couldn't use the money for abortion at all. They could only use it for the so-called other services and it, it declined the money. Why? Because their bread and butter is abortion. Okay. People say, Oh, Planned Parenthood is not just abortion. You can get any other so-called services from any OBGYN, any clinic, any hospital, you can get it from anywhere. It's not exclusive to Planned Parenthood. They don't corner the market on these so-called services, pap smear, uh, they, don't, they don't even do mammograms, actually. They're not licensed to do mammograms at Planned Parenthood. So it's not actually even a good clinic. The only reason why it's there is for abortion. She spoke about how, you know, there's been so many of us been aborted since 1973, Roe v. Wade. I say it's like 20 million. She said it was more than that, but it's quite a few of us have been aborted since 1973, Roe v. Wade. And it was also, what else did she say? She was talking about, um, uh, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, she was talking about how how are we going to say that black lives matter if they don't matter in the womb? She said black lives matter even in the womb, which is facts. You can't be out here, you know, screeching and crying for Amar Arbery and George Floyd and Rayshard Brooks if when a black baby gets aborted, it ain't no big deal. And also the post-birth abortion, talking about Ralph Northam saying that, hey, when a baby is born, 
you know, we could do something with it. We'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do with it. And also how Planned Parenthood sells body parts. That's very important. She brought all those facts up and they got really triggered by that. It was funny seeing them on the defensive throughout the entire time. It was an hour of her speaking and an hour just nothing but facts, facts, facts. She did very well on the Breakfast Club for sure. Yeah, defund Planned Parenthood. Get them out of here all day long. Okay, hold on. I'm reading some of the comments here. Yeah, oh, and also how um, Planned Parenthood was started by Margaret Sanger. That was really an important point. Very important point. They were started by racists. They're a racist organization, but yet we got the government trying to pay for it. We got a lot of black folks supporting it. It's like, what are we really doing? We're paying for our own demise. And if anybody says don't do that, then they're a racist and they're anti-black. How does it make any sense? It does not make any sense. We should be more in America population wise over not because of abortion. It's simple. People that supported abortion back in the day would say, you know what? The reason why we're doing this is because we want to have less black folks on a system and stuff like that. You know, the, the Klan couldn't kill as many people as abortion has throughout the entire from um, the end of slavery up until civil rights, like a hundred years of time, there was only 3,500 blacks that were lynched by, in, in general, by anybody. It could be by the Klan, by just regular white people, black people, 3,500 people that were lynched in 100 years. That number is met like <laughs> every day, every week by Planned Parenthood. So if, we keep, if, we, if we're talking about the KK, Clay, all this and that, what is the actual biggest killer of black people? Is it them or is it Planned Parenthood? 20 million minimum since 1973 or 3,500 in 100 years of racist people in America that lynched black folks. You tell me which one is worse. So she brought up all those points and it was a really good thing that she did to bring all those points to the Breakfast Club, which only hears from liberal Democrats. And hopefully people that listen to that show on the radio, on YouTube, and only here to the left were able to hear her and take all the, all the information and really just understand it. Okay. But thank you for being here. Definitely appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys for joining. What else we got going on? Um. Oh, the statues. Now... Trump, I think, is going to do something to combat the statue siege. He has to. It could be like a, what, what is it, like a, um executive order or something to get the statues protected. You got to do something because what's happening right now is the statues are just coming down and nobody's really stopping it. And a lot of that is just the local people. They don't really care. The local mayors, governors, they don't really care. They're just kind of letting it happen. But at a certain point, you can't just go destroy property. Like, I can't just go to somebody's house and topple over property because I feel like it's offensive or I don't like it. That's not how that really works. You know, you got to go to jail, get charged with a crime and go, you know, serve your time, pay a fine or whatever the case. You can't just destroy things and get away with it. You know, that's just not really how that works. And the, the riots and the so-called protests are causing more harm than what they are trying to eliminate. You know, it, it, I don't really see people say, oh, it's only a peaceful protest. The so-called peaceful protest is causing harm. You know, if you're out there in general in the melee, if you're part of the mix, if you're part of the mass of people, you're causing issues the same as the so-called non-peaceful people. 
people that are out there looting and shooting and carrying on, you're the same as them if you're out there just in the mix, being in the weight, being a body out there, causing pandemonium is crazy. Yeah, you got to go. And, and the funniest thing about these so-called protests and whatnot coming from the mayors and the governors, they're pretty much just letting it happen, letting it go on. And they're 25,000, 35,000 deep, no distancing. They might have on a mask. They might not, but it doesn't really matter. They're out there deep. But unless you want to go out there and protest against lockdown orders, protest to get your business back open, protest to do righteous things, to be a part of society and to be a taxpayer. If you want to do something like that, then you're somehow in violation. You're wrong. You want to kill grandma. You don't care about COVID. I did not hear about the virus at all while these so-called protests were at their height, when they were at their peak, when Minneapolis was like the ground zero and everything was going on there. All I heard about was you know, it was righteous protests, George Floyd, I can't breathe, police brutality. That's all I heard about on the news, on the internets, from mainstream news. But now the virus is back all of a sudden. And you know, you know what they say? They said we have many more cases nowadays. But what do you mean by many more cases? I mean, how do you know that the cases are as a result of opening up? When did you test them? When did they catch it? Did it get tested before? Are we talking about new testing people? Because they could have had it for a long time. People sometimes catch the virus and remain asymptomatic. They don't have any problems. So they might catch it a month ago and then get tested and turn out positive. What does that really mean? All that it means to me is that you have more cases and less deaths, which means, which means the virus is less deadly. As simple as that. And I feel like if you treat it properly, if you, you know, combat the virus properly, you'll be able to defeat it. It's real simple. All right. Let me see. Nicholas Brown, I'm reading this right here. Okay, so Nicholas Brown says you might get a mandatory 10 years in the penitentiary for uh, the statute defacing. That could happen. That was in, I think, Trump's uh, executive order. I mean, I hope, hopefully it passes because you got to do something to start the siege. Like, if you don't do anything... You'll keep having these so-called protests until it gets cold or until it has like a big snowstorm or a big rain or something like that. It'll continue to go on. This is Occupy Wall Street 2.0, but it's violent and it's all over the country. You know, they're setting up autonomous zones everywhere. The Black House Autonomous Zone. Did you guys see the Black House Autonomous Zone? Is that still going on outside of Washington, D.C., outside of the White House in D.C.? Like, that's the stupidest thing. And, and one th I got to say this right quick. I don't like how black people are being used as pawns in this game. Don't put black this, black that in front of your little, you know, your struggle. If you got some dude running around in his grandma's underwears attacking reporter, don't try to tell me that some kind of Black Lives Matter person or he's fighting for black oppression. Don't tell me that. What I see is some dumb nut out there high on drugs, acting the fool. Don't try to put him into the category of, you know, being... Uh, pro-black or something stupid like that matter of fact i got a video of that if you've not seen that it's not too graphic he's not naked or nothing like that he just has on women's panties and stuff so um this this is in dc in uh front of the black house autonomous zone quote-unquote bhaz and it's on the black lives matter road sign so you have andrea mitchell from ms13 dnc interviewing i forget her name eleanor holmes norton She's a congresswoman in D.C. She's a nine voting member because they don't have that power to vote in D.C. So 
here comes this lunatic right here. This is a man, yes it is, with an all pink get up on, and he's trying to attack them. Get the fuck up, get the <laughs> like, people are kind of wondering what's going on, why is this happening, why is he out there, but, and hold on, here it is. Hear this part. If you didn't hear that, she's like, where's the police when you need them? Well, <laughs> you have the Black House Autonomous Zone right there. The police aren't allowed in, right? And you got Black Lives Matter right up under your feet, ma'am. So the whole thing about that has morphed into an anti-police situation. So you, be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. How about that? You support BLM. You support defunding the police. You support the BHAC. You support autonomous zones and no police. So how are you going to ask for police but support movements and support people that are anti-police. It does not make any sense. All right, let's run that back one more time. So it's gonna end right here. And I don't know what he's doing. Like what is going on? What was the purpose of that? But he's all out there in his, in his little get up. It's, <laughs> But that's, what, that's, that's happening all over the country. You're going to attract the weirdest people. People don't understand that. They don't understand what they're doing. They think, okay, we're going to reform the police and everything's going to be great. It's going to be sunshines, rainbows, all this, that, and the third. No, no, no. That's not how it works. You don't understand the way society operates. People like that. The guy and his auntie or grandma's panty draw set. Guys like that exist. And the police got to do with it every day. You don't see guys like that all the time, but the police do. You don't see the drug runners, the pedophiles every day, but the police do, okay? So when you, when you defund the police, you don't know what you're actually doing. You see things happen on the internet. You see things happen on TV, but you're not actually out there in the mud knowing what's going on for real. So you don't have any idea of what you're doing when it happens. And only until it actually happens do you know what you're doing. That's when you know. When you get these numb nuts that you've never seen before, hound drugs, meth monkeys, all that kind of good stuff. Just like, <laughs> I know you guys want to see my Instagram post where I showed the, the guy uh, trampling the so-called farm in the Chaz zone, Chaz chop, whatever it is. I call that zone affectionately crack heroin, opiates, pills, or for Chaz, I'll say, uh, what I'll say? I'll say crack, heroin, amphetamine zone, all right? So this guy right here decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just go ahead and trample this so-called garden with the plants they brought from Home Depot and put them on top of the ground that had no chance of growing. I'm on top of that because I got to practice my crawl from a grawl. I got to practice my, you know, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu and get my thing off. You understand? So it's sound, but I can't play it because it has music. So imagine, imagine having to do with this guy every day, just as, just as a human being, one to one, having to deal with him and talk to him. You could just pass him on the street as a regular normie and say, you know what, he's high on drugs, I ain't going to deal with him. But an officer, officer is going to get called on him and say, hey man, this guy's inside my, he's inside my house, my business, he's high on drugs, please come deal with him. And they got to come talk to this man who's obviously geeked up, high on meth, meth monkey, acting the fool. Okay. He trampled the little garden. All the little home depot plants are gone. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Chaz, Chop. What, you going to arrest him? 
Nah, he gonna do whatever he wants. That's gonna be pretty much it. You don't understand what you're doing when you eliminate the police. The police are desperately needed in a lot of these areas. They do things that you would never want to do, that you that you really can't do, that you're not trained to do. They're talking about, oh, we're gonna have neighborhood watch, like George Zimmerman, um, the McMichaels and the Amal Arbery case. Is that what you want? I don't really see a whole lot of thinking going on. The the, the thought process is just not really working all the way. You know, people, everybody's home, but the elevator, like everybody's home, but the lights are, anybody home, but the lights ain't on. Uh, you got an elevator ain't going to the top floor. You're a few crayons short of a full set, a few trees short of a forest. You're just not all the way there, basically is what I'm saying. And this video here is great. I'll show you this one. I gotta show you this video right quick because this is an excellent video that encapsulates a lot of what I say. Hold on right quick, let's ch check it out. If I say all lives matter, I'm a racist. If I stand for my flag, I have to apologize for it. I'm not allowed to go to church, but I can burn churches to the ground. I'm not allowed to open my own business, but I can go loot and destroy other people's businesses. If I wear a badge, have a gun, and I'm dressed in blue, I'm a racist pig. But if I walk around destroying my city with bricks and masks, I'm considered a peaceful protester. I'm not allowed to peacefully protest the lockdown at my capital, but I can go destroy and graffiti my capital. I'm not allowed to go to the park to play t-ball with my family but I can destroy the park. I'm not allowed to protect our historical monuments and history but I can go tear them down and have them lay on top of people. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on racial matters because I'm white but if I don't have an opinion on it I'm the reason why people are oppressed. I can go riot in the streets with the BLM but if I go to a Trump rally COVID-19 magically appears. <laughs> Does anyone else not see the hypocrisy in all of this? I am done with your bull- can't, can't, play the, can't play the game of word, but you understand what he's saying, what, what she's saying. I'm tired of the BS. <laughs> and she's right on point. Shout out to the crazy eyes at the end. But she's right on point, though. Everybody feels that way. People are done. I asked today on my social media pages, is anyone still quarantining? Is anyone still staying at the house? Is anybody still, you know, trying to abide by the so-called orders? Anybody doing that? The only way that the so-called virus would interfere with what I got going on is if I go to a restaurant and they're still abiding by it, like the social distancing and stuff like that. That's all that's all they're really doing. But as far as my everyday life, I'm I'm straight back. Like I never really quarantine anyway. Hopefully you're not quarantining yourself. If you're still quarantining right now and it's what uh June 24th, 2020, don't do that. Go ahead and get out the crib. There's no purpose in quarantining. You're just wasting your valuable time. Your valuable time. So stop doing it. Don't quarantine anymore. Okay, here's, here's another video right quick. This is from a woman talking about uh, the statue of Abraham Lincoln. They're trying to cancel that because they're talking about the, the slave bending down next to him, saying that he's, he's, he's uh, servile, subservient, all this, that, and the third. It's offensive and it's oppressive. So, matter of fact, if I can find a statue, I'll pull it up right quick before we get to the video so you get the context. Um, let's see, Abraham Lincoln statue. Just so you, Just so you can see it close up and then... Okay. And and the person that you saw that got attacked by the Zier Zim Z, they are the ones that want to remove this statue. That's Eleanor um Holmes Norton. I think that's her name. Eleanor Norton Holmes. El Eleanor Holmes Norton. That's her. She's the one that almost got attacked by the Zier out there at the uh Behaz. On top of the Black Lives L I S Matter sign, she wants to have 
this actually removed. Hold on, let me pull it up right quick so you guys can see it. And okay, emancipation. Now, when I see this statue, I don't see anything offensive, but people say this is offensive. And let's not forget, let's not lose context. Abraham Lincoln, first GOP president, the GOP was formed 1854. He was the first GOP president and he freed the slaves. People could say why he did it, how he did it. It does not matter. He did it. So this act represents him being the president and then freeing slaves. But let's check out what this lady says, which will pretty much back up what I was saying. And then people will get a better context as to what's going on. All right, let's go to it right quick. Let me pull it up. And there we have it. Turn the sound on and we're good to go. People tend to think of that figure as being servile. But if you uh, second look, you will see something different perhaps. That man is not kneeling on two knees with his head bowed. He is in the act of getting up. And his head is up, not bowed, because he's looking forward to a, a future of freedom. People have said, well, he's chained to Mr. Lincoln. Closer look, you will see that while there's a shackle on his right hand, he's holding the end of a broken chain, which means he has taken his freedom. He now realizes he's free. So I say, leave it, let it stand. People tend to think of that. There it is, figure. right on point. Right on point, but people don't want to hear her. They just want to hear, you know, the, 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 the crowd, the noise, the protesters, the rabble rousers. And to say they're protesters is kind of silly at this point because it's not even about, you know, protesting anymore. That's not even the point. That's not even the, the purpose anymore. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's, that's not even it. It's all about just trying to destroy history. They're trying to take everything. They're trying to take statues that are of people that were actually fighting for emancipation, people that fought for the union, like everybody. But it was easy to see what was going on from the very beginning. Alrighty. But thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. I don't know who that was in the video that I showed you at first. I, people been asking me, I have no idea who that was. If anybody knows who that was in the first video I showed you, let me know because I have no idea. I just saw it on my uh, my Twitter and I put it on my Instagram page. The Million Man March, why didn't it work? Well, what, what was the purpose of the Million Man March? Okay, the Million Man March, like what was the actual goal that they intended to accomplish with the Million Man March? Like, I got to know what the goal was to judge if it worked or not. And then I can gauge what happened if the goal was set and it didn't pan out you understand because all i remember about the million man march i was like 10 11 years old it was a lot of black men going to dc but i don't know what it was actually for beyond that and i think the um i think it was uh what the uh, nation of islam that did that farrakhan and everybody to put that together if i'm not mistaken but i don't know what the purpose of the video was if you guys don't let me know in the comments below Okay, and that first video was on my Instagram page, Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. Matter of fact, I put that right here in the chat so you guys can check it out. Hey, and matter of fact, if you want Instagrams, go ahead and follow me right there. Why not? It's a free thing. Go ahead and follow it. I'm at like 19.9, uh, 19,900 subscribers. So make it 20,000. Make it a round number. How about that? All right, let me put it in the chat so you guys can check it out. And that'll be that. Boom, there we go. 
Let me see. And what else we got going on? It's a whole lot happening. Oh, Super Chat's on deck. I'm going to get to those right quick, and then I'm going to get to the calls. Give me about 10, 9 o'clock for the calls, and I'll try to keep the calls as quick as possible to get everybody on if they can. All right, first Super Chat. Let's go ahead and read it right quick. I'm going to try to get through all of them before we get to the calls. Um, thank you to Justin Trudeau. Where's Blackface? Hilarious name. Who says, can you invite Fresh Out Big Hurt on the show? Uh, that'd be a, hey, that'd be a great invite. A great invite for sure. Um, we got, we got to put him on the show with uh, Tatum and everybody. That'd be excellent. Yeah. Shout out to him. I know where he is. Um, Sacramento, California, uh, a jail YouTuber. I'm, I'm gonna try to see if we can get him on the show. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Charles Turner Jr. who says, ABO, good job on surpassing 500,000 subscribers. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. You are the man. Hopefully these hate crime hoaxes and vandalizing of monument stop soon. It's all pissing me off beyond anything I've ever seen. I feel you, man. I'm right there with you, boss. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Anna Williams for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Will Redding who says, Bubba having Bubba Cart revolt due to being a big baby. <laughs> yeah, how do you get named Bubba and you're so soft like that? Bubba's like for them... You know, the big country boys that beat you down with, like, no effort. That's not reserved for a guy like um, Bubba Smoulye. What's, what's his actual name? Daryl? That's not for Daryl anymore. You're back to Daryl nowadays. You're not Bubba anymore. Shout out to uh, Horny Animal for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to that's in Trudeau Words Blackface who says, can you do a video with Big Hurt from Fresh Out? I got you, boss. Thank you to Loretta Gilmore for the donation. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Denise S. who says, my favorite show. Thank you, ABL, great community. And thank you for your donation. You're very kind of words. Most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to uh, Retro Gamer 81 who says, doesn't Bubba realize that no noose is good noose? <laughs> thank you for that. Shout out to Miriam Vidal who says, Bubba is a race card with a D driver. Hilarious. Thank you to St. Mac who says, the Scott Seminole is voting for Trump again. There it is. Shout out to you, man. Thank you to Orlando, who says, I'm a new subscriber. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the channel. Thank you to David Batista, who says, good work, Anthony. Hey, thank you for your donation. Any very kind words. Thank you to Karen Stoneheart, who says, hi, everyone. Thank you to James A., who says, Trump 2020. Thank you to RetroGamer81, who says, will anyone go to prison over the fling case? Good question. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with that. Thank you to Jesse Quinn, who says, ha, 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 emoji. Thank you to Kelly Will Walls, pardon me, who says, the difference between Trump, conservatives, and Democrats, leftists, conservatives admit our errors and move on. Leftists double down and blame. There you go. That's uh, Bubba Smoye 2.0 all day. Rather than apologizing for what he did and, you know, say I made a mistake, jumped the gun, he doubles down and makes it worse, in my humble opinion. Thank you to History Seekers, who says, NASCAR is a new WWE it's about racing history. Exactly. Thank you for that. Shout out to Jericho Green, my man. I read your comment earlier. Thank you to James Frederick Jr. who says, preaching truth. I can't do nothing else but that. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Mary Griffith for saying number one fan with the emoji. Appreciate you for that. Thank you to Will Redding who says, Deem Democrat Party defended slavery. Cancel them. There you go. Cancel them. How about that? Well, we ain't going to do that, are we? It's weird because it's it, it taking down Confederate uh, monuments but that's democrats <laughs> so it's like what are we doing shout out to demon king who says these leftists are going to create actual white supremacists yes exactly because you're going to keep attacking white people over and 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 over again to the point where it's like you're going to have people are just say you know what i'm done i don't care 
I'm gonna just buy into it. That's going to happen. Unfortunately, thank you to Tear Talk who says maybe one day you'll be nice enough to come on my venue to discuss positive morale in law enforcement. It's definitely a needed discussion. Hey, you might can do that one day, man. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to War Damn ATO who says Angela Stanton destroyed the Breakfast Club. It was glorious, 100. Uh, percent Thank you to TNN Raw and TNN and Raw Van who says make big rocks into little rocks. ABO 2020 all day long. <laughs> Thank you to Debachi who says Jericho Green YouTube channel is super chill, just like you. ABL sending two thumbs way up from Canada. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. And shout out to my man Jericho Green again. If you're not subscribed to Jericho Green yet, do so right now. Jericho Green, right now. Subscribe to me if you're not subscribed already. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing. You're missing out. Thank you to Brian Nolan who says. Come on, you bum. Show ABL some love by tipping them. <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout out to Todd Pods, who says, people used to say the juice is loose to O.J. Simpson when he was released from prison in 2017. Now the noose is loose to Bubba Smart yet in 2020. There you go. Uh, David Batista says, is it right that the African garb that Pelosi and the Democrats wore when they kneeled for the photo op, was it really the slave traders in Africa? This is getting more and more. So thank you for what you do. Yes, it was. The Ashanti, that's their actual garb. And they were slave traders. They were big time slave traders. Okay. They would raid the interior of the continent, bring slaves back to the shore and trade with the Europeans. Yep. That's what happened. And the garment was made of silk. So they were like the royalty. They had a whole empire based on slavery. Them and also the Dalmay Kingdom, but different story, I digress. Thank you to Brian Nolan, who says, I repeat, come on, you bum, show your love and tip ABL. Now, <laughs> thank you to JGRSB, who says, with the mic, I guess that's like a mic drop. Thank you for that. Shout out to Henry Espinoza, who says, Oh, become an ABL supporter. Thank you to Georgia Peaches, who says, love your channel. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Thank you to Annette Dragic for becoming a member of the ABL squad. Thank you to Terry Kennedy, who says, real talk 100 with the flex and the fist. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Henry Espinosa, who says, ABL, let's start a new trend. Hashtag uh, KAPA. Keep America great again. Trump 2020. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Charles Hunter Jr. who says this is that is great news hearing Angela Stanton King put them on the defensive. Us conservatives need to put the left on the defense more. Go on offense all day long. 100 percent. Thank you to Jamie Wyatt for the donation with the thumbs up. Thank you to the Paul Mogetic. I know but you that all the time. And I'm sorry. Who says I have an entire series planned on my channel for abortion. This is the greatest crime we've ever committed. There you go. Thank you to Debachi, who says, again, Jericho Green YouTube channel is super chill. It's like ABL, sending my love from Canada. Thank you for that. Thank you to Nature Boy Alfie, who says, great show as always, ABL. If they're going to let anarchists tear down statues, either protect them or put them in the museum. You know, it's crazy because they're putting some in the museum and then they're being removed from the museum. Uh, uh, the Theodore Roosevelt, that was in the entrance of a museum, like right on the museum property, and they took it away. So it was like, okay, if you can't be outside just like on a courthouse or on the main thoroughfare and you can't be in the museum, where can you go? <laughs> Shout out to David McFarland who says, Anthony, what are your thoughts on this new racism with uh, racism? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that word is. With fathers have to wear a mask for the. Oh, OK. Racism with fathers. have got to wear a mask with their black daughters. Not sure what is wrong. I'm not sure what's going on with it. Uh, wearing masks with their daughters. I, I don't know what's going on. Thank you for your donation, though. 
Thank you to Terry Irwin who says, thank you for giving us the facts and how you see the left twist in reality. Hey, I can't do nothing but give the facts. I gotta be real. Shout out to SN Liberty who says, first, I love you, ABL. Next, you should react to the reaction or debate Abraham and Preach. Hey, I was in Abraham and Preach's comment section and I said, hey, y'all missed some things here. If you want to debate, let's get it. I don't know how to reach them, but if you guys want to see a debate, tell them to come holler at me. I'm ready for a debate anytime. We could debate whenever, whenever, wherever. It doesn't matter to me. We can debate on whatever topic they want to debate. It don't matter. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really ready for it. Okay. I really enjoy debating. That's like my favorite pastime is debating. Thank you to Leslie Bunch, who says, you are amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you to my man Nippin, who says, Minnesota will be a red state this year. Hopefully not. Hopefully it doesn't. I mean, pardon me. Hopefully it does do that. Hopefully it does not go blue anymore. And hopefully it goes red. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to uh, Sean Henderson who says, God bless, God bless you as well. Thank you to Debachi who says, the left wing has two brain cells left and they are both playing hide and seek. <laughs> Sending you love from Canada. Thank you for that. Thank you to Boog Alou who says, great stuff this week, ABL. Hey, thank you for that. You know, I work hard on it, putting out great content. Hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you to my man, Killer Sushi, who says, how to get famous, find a piece of rope on the floor and cry victim. <laughs> you will be on four national TV shows within 24 hours. Amazing. Side note, was that Ivan attacking those women? Haven't seen them lately. <laughs> uh, it could have been, man. Thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to Max Dominguez, who says, Adolfo Martinez burned the church's LGBTQ flag in Ames, Iowa, and got 16 years. I remember that. I almost forgot about that, but I remember that. It was considered a hate crime. Why not the same for the ones knocking down statues? Very good point. And burning the American flag as well. If burning the LGBTQ ABCDFG flag is a hate crime, why not the American flag? And why not knocking down statues? Why not? Very good point. Shout out to, let me see, OK Cleaners who says, too much talk about how to fit into this little box, but we'll email you on Skype. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, I won't go into places that make me wear a mask. I'm a contractor and I stop shopping at Menards because they're mandatory. Go to Home Depot. I'm right there with you, boss. Thank you to the user 06 who says, the Lincoln statue, Lincoln Park, was built with donations from former slaves. Exactly. Former slaves built the statue, but it's somehow offensive now. And white liberals, black liberals want to take it down together. So if it's all about trying to honor the former slaves, why not the ones who actually built the statue with their own money that they earn? You know, like, why not? Thank you to Phil Bodell, who says the founding fathers signed a death sentence of slavery with the Declaration of Independence. We should praise them, not tear down their statues. Exactly. Thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to NF Givens, who said, keep spreading the good word. You need to try and get Jasmine Ogden on. She needs some more exposure. Also, I want to see you debate Abner and Preach. Hey, like I said, you guys... If you know how to contact them, contact them and say, hey, debate ABL and contact him. I'm not hard to find. I got a whole website with my email on it. I'm on social media. I'm, I'm here. You can contact me easily. So I, anytime, any place I can debate is all good. Thank you to Zachary Film Army who says, oh, also on place there. Hold on. Let me get back to it. Uh, Zachary Film Army. Wow. Lost my whole place right quick. Hey, you guys are great. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the actual video itself. I'd appreciate that for me. Also, if you're not subscribed yet, you're a brand new viewer, go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you subscribe, click the bell as well. 
If you click the bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Alrighty, Zachary Film Army says, oh, and they are saying Jesus is next because he's white. Yeah, I did a video about that. Sean King talking about let's remove statues of Jesus if he's white and also the Madonna and everybody else if they're white. It's crazy. So once you do that, once you say, oh yeah, he was dark skin. Once you do that, then it'll be no more Jesus, no more religion, except for Islam, but different story. Thank you to Eric Berger for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Butch Weems who says the guy in the woman's panties wasn't trying to attack anyone. He was just late for a drag queen story hour because that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Don Saldico who says, thank you for keeping me, me sane, sir. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I can do that in this crazy time. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Shout out to Austin Jackson the second who says, why doesn't BLM campaign for the Washington Monument taken down? It's an occult Masonic structure and Freemasons have a history of racism, e.g. Albert Pike, founders of the Klan. That's next. That's next. They already took it down uh, the statue of the Washington and the Washington University. So that'll be the next thing. Washington Monument, Washington, D.C. All of that is going to be next. Lincoln Memorial. That's all next. Thank you to Hope Zen who says, Space Force hat is so sick. Hey, if you like the Space Force hat, they're available on my shop, abomerch.com right now if you want to get it. Shout out to Orlando who says, taking down statues, destroying monuments, and discontinuing flags will not change history ever. Right on point, boss. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Brad O'Killen who says, thank you, ABO from North Carolina. Keep fighting the good fight, brother. Man, keep waking them up. We'll do. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, for real, I want to see you do video with Anomaly. Maybe so. Thank you to Dwayne Moses for your donation. Thank you to Richard Hembry, who says, loving you in Spokane Valley, Washington, where we still respect the thin blue line. I'm glad you guys do out there. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Shout out to James Carver, who says, do you think Bassmaster Classic and other fishing sports will ban the Cray Cray? Not because it looks like a noose, even though uh, non-slip knot. <laughs> I, man, you know what? With the way things are going right now, I would not be surprised if they did. If they came out and said it's not as offensive. I mean, but at a certain point, it's got to stop. Like I said in my video, when you down there on the train in Hartsfield-Jackson and the um in the little subway train they got going from concourse to concourse, they have the little, the little loops right there you hold on to so you don't fall. So is that offensive right now? I mean, it's, it's ergonomic. It makes sense. Rather than holding on to the bar, which has less flexibility, I hold on to the loop because it kind of it can move versus a stationary bar. It's just kind of a thing that makes sense. But apparently people don't think about it that way. Whatever. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Veggies in Vegas who says, ABR channel is growing rapidly. It is so good to see there are more like-minded people joining the squad. Much love. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Yeah, it's going crazy right now. Like, it just kind of, you know, shots my man Brandon Tatum being on that show. It helped both of us grow. It helped everybody grow just working together. So the moral of the story is, any kids out there watching, you know, get good friends, work together, help each other. Don't, don't, don't try to like hurt each other, help each other. Because if you help him, you help him, you help everybody, everybody grows as a result. We all benefit from helping one another, being able to succeed. That should be the American way. We all do our individual part for the nation as a whole. You know, not like working, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is do your part Help each other, but most certainly do your part first. Rather than relying upon others to do things for you, do your part, help each other. Shout out to New Wave Bossa Nova who says, uh, the emoji with the cat. I don't know what that is, but thank you for your donation. 
or a Fox. Thank you to James D who says, ABO check out Apple and Preach YouTubers. They did a reaction video to your BLM video. Debate them. I may do a reaction to their reaction. If I do an Inception reaction to the reaction, they may notice it and then want to debate. If they want to debate, we could do that all day long and they'll get washed. I'm talking about dirty laundry, washed, high spin. They'll get torn to pieces because I do it for a living. Like this is this is my life. Before YouTube, before anything, I've been debating. Imagine being the only child in a single parent household with a mom that's like a debater. My mom was on a debate team. My dad was on a debate team. So I go to my dad's house. I got to debate him and I got to say it properly. I got to say yes, so nurse. So I got to say all that kind of stuff, right? I got to speak properly. I can't use slang. Same thing with my mom. If I was to come home and say the word foe rather than for, I'm getting cussed out. Not cussed literally, but I'm getting screamed on because there was no cussing in the house. So I grew up like that, having to be proper, having to debate properly. So that's my strong suit. That's what I do better than anything else is debate. I don't lose any arguments. Shout out to Anna Banana who said, thank you, Anthony. Always good coverage of what's really going on. Thank you for your very kind words. Shout out to Laura M who said, love your channel. Thank you for your very kind words and your great donation. Shout out to Praying for the Rapture who says, love you. Would call, but just want to know real quick, what do you think about people getting fired for expressing their own opinions about what's going on in their social media accounts? Uh, that's a really good question. Really, really good question. That shouldn't be going on because whatever you say your own social media should be just your thoughts and you shouldn't get fired for it. But people, they look at that. They're looking into your Instagrams and your Facebook and all of that and they're judging you based on it. It's, it's really unfortunate, but thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Stephen K. Lee who says Trump 2020. Right on, brother. Thank you to Ellen for your donation. Thank you to Kate Mallory for the thumbs up. Thank you to Ansel who says Michelle A's theme song is Heartbreaker by Zaff and Roger. <laughs> thank you for that. Shout out to Cherry who says, thank you for all that you do. Appreciate you. Thank you for your very kind words. Thank you to Michael Lowe for becoming a member of the ABO squad. Thank you to John Hughes. Hold on. I lost my place right quick. Thank you to John Hughes who says, Trump 2020, ABL 2024, all day long. Shout out to JDWJC11 who says, cool to have flags for different regions of the country. Uh, I might do that. I've had flags for states before. Like when I first started, I had my Virginia flag. So I may do that. I may do like a state flag for my next wooden flag that goes on the wall. I may do that. Okay, let me see. Shout out to Morgan23 who says, YouTuber conservative Ramsey Paul said in the video yesterday and today that black conservatives are probably just doing it for money and there isn't a black sit. I was disappointed after that. Well, he does not like black people in general and he does not like Jews. So it don't even really matter what he says. That's just his viewpoint on people in general. He thinks he has a low viewpoint of blacks. He thinks that we're just going to stay here, continue voting Democrat, although that wasn't the case 50 years ago. We're going to keep on doing this and there's no hope. So guys like that don't even really matter. He's going to have a negative view on black people regardless. So it don't, it, it's really just unimportant. He'll, he'll see me and think I'm just saying things that I heard somebody else say and that I'm not the kind of guy that will read and learn about things because that's how he kind of views us. Ramsey Paul should get his dental work checked up on rather than be worrying about black conservatives saying things about that. You know, there's always guys in the basement that have not brushed their teeth in 15 years talking about us. But anyway, I, I digress. Thank you for your donation. 
Shout out to Ape Gorillo who says, ABO, did you see that Massachusetts 5th, 54th Regiment Memorial was analyzed by Black Lies LAS? I said that, not him. Matter, do these morons not know the 54th Regiment was all black volunteers who fought against the Confederates? Uh, nah, they don't know anything about it. All they see is an old statue and they want to destroy it. They don't care if it's black, white, Puerto Rican, Kennedy Strike, Confederate. The whole Confederate thing was not even the point. Like I said earlier, that was just the entryway into the house to infest it. They're trying to destroy everything. This is what Muslims do when they conquer a nation. Destroy everything and then put up whatever they want to put up. Jesus statue taken down. They want, they want to destroy everything and then replace it with whatever they want to replace it with. They're talking about they want to take down a statue of Abraham Lincoln and replace it with Robin Williams. It's like, really? It's stupid stuff, but it is what it is. Thank you for DG Sharon who said, thank you for keeping the real ABL. Hey, thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Shout out to the poll Mogetic who says Jesus' skin color matters not. What matters is that he is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and is of the house of David. There you go. That should be the most important thing, but apparently it's not. Thank you to Heidi Melissa who says thank you so much for being a voice of reason during these crazy times. Your videos are extremely informative. Keep up the great work. We'll do. Can't do nothing else. Shout out to Clint's Outdoor Adventures who says, you can defund the police. You can tear down every statue that offends you. You can burn down every business. You can label everything racist. But in the end, it is your own people who suffer. Exactly. Very well said. Put it on a t-shirt. Thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. The calls. It's time for the calls. Let's get to it. Hopefully Skype wants to act properly here because, you know, Skype does whatever he wants to do. So let's get Skype acting right and let's get to the calls. This is a call-in show. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All righty. And let's go ahead and get to it. Let me just make sure I got everything straight over here. Okay. And... I know Carly on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Katie. All righty. What's going on? Um, so uh, I wanted to say two things, and I'll be quick with them. Um, first is uh, about the mask, and it's kind of a just a quick point that I think is kind of a funny question to ask. Who do they think uh, are getting tested um, at these test sites that they opened up? It's the people with the masks on. Uh, so all these positives they're coming out with, it's something to consider. That's a good and, point. <laughs> and also, um, I keep hearing from the Black Lives Matter side that uh, the 13th Amendment, you know, has the slave loophole. And to that point, um, you know, I wanted to say that uh, slavery was abolished in 1865. The Eastern State Penitentiary, which is our first penitentiary, was built in 1820. Uh, the penitentiary, the word, is religious speak for forgiveness, as I'm sure you know. And... Britain had, had had been imprisoning people since the 1500s, um, you know, before us, but uh, to further make a point. However, um, you know, why did we break from Britain? Uh, freedom from religious persecution. So we didn't immediately make penitentiaries, you know, a thing here in the United States. So those are my two things, and that's why 13th Amendment doesn't have anything to do um, with a slave loophole and math. But thank you very much for taking my call, and I very much appreciate that your platform exists, ABL, and thank you so much. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Great call. You know, a couple couple facts right quick, dropping them off, and just letting that be. 
And thank you all for being here. You guys are fantastic. You guys are great. The number to call is always in the description box if you don't remember it, if you don't know it. And it's also right here in the ticker at a certain point in time. You will see it as ticker trying to like phase along slowly. It's 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If that's not coming into the show, give me a thumbs up on the video. Like the video, do all that good stuff. Also, if you are a first-time viewer or you're not subscribed for some reason, go ahead and subscribe right now. Do that for me. And when you subscribe, click the bell. When you click the bell, you get notified when I go live post a new video. So go ahead and do that for me. I appreciate you for that. Let's get to the next call. Two and four, you're on the line. We'll speak to Hi, this is Christina, Anthony. How are you doing? All right. What's going on? Not much. You know, I've been sitting here and I started today thinking about slavery and where it all started. And I didn't get to go to school. I grew up in and out of foster homes, but I got to thinking, you know, I've never really studied it, never looked it up much. No, I just knew what I had been told throughout the years about the slavery here in America. And I got to reading up on it today, and I didn't realize <clears throat> that Africa used to have a major slave trade, you know, way back when, and literally wiped out villages, you know, of Europeans uh, from Italy to all over the place over there. And I thought, you know what, it's really sad that they don't make stuff like that known and, and make us understand that we all once shared slavery. We all was enslaved at one point in time throughout our ancestors. And it should bring us together instead of being politicized and pulling us apart. Yeah, it definitely should. But see, people don't they don't think about it like that. You know, you have a logical point of view. What you're saying makes sense. But people that are out there, they're, they're rioting, they're protesting. They don't care about logic. They just care about reacting emotionally. They care about destroying things. You know, we, we shouldn't be behaving like that. We should react as normal human beings that have an ability to look at things from what they are rather than what our feelings tell us that they are. Right. Well, see, I grew up, I grew up in a, a childhood that most can't believe that exists in this, you know, country, but it, it is what it was. And I grew up out on the streets and I grew up around all different color of people and all different, I mean, from um, alcoholic to drug addict to the worst of the worst that you could imagine. And it, it's really wild how I, it seems like I, I don't fit in with other people because they've all grown up, you know, getting indoctrinated by school and, and by religion and by, you know, political views. And, and it, so I just started learning everything this year. You know, I really started paying attention to the politics and everything. And and it's amazing how the media and the what you guys call the far left, they just seem to be some of the most miserable people I've ever seen in my life. And they just want to pit everybody against one another. And I just, what do you think that, that we can do as a nation to pull back together to, to overcome what they're doing to us and what we're allowing them to do? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I think the main thing we can do is just, the people that we know that we have things in common with that we are in tune with, we can just connect with each other more and, you know, do things together more, have more of a community among us. Because one thing I think is lost a lot in our society nowadays is community, like real community, get together in a more right. of a community fashion with like-minded individuals and, you know, do for one another. And, you know, you guys stick to what you know, do what you do. And, you know, people got kids Raise the kids right because that's that's the key right there. Because the kids are the future. When they're when, when we're all gone and this is all done, they're going to be the ones that are left. So we got to leave it up to them to have the world be better than what we left it in. So you know, people that got kids that are young, raise the kids right. That'd be the the best thing. And also, if you have a community, 
if you don't have one, make it, sit together, and have that be that. Yes, I well, I pray for everybody, and I, I mean, I just hope the best for everyone. I always raise my kid. I've got a 32-year-old and 13-year-old, and with me being the raised I, the way I was, it was, I didn't see color. I mean, I was discriminated against. You know, I was the foster kid that, you know, was always told I wasn't wanted, and I had a real bad southern draw when I come to Illinois, so I got teased all the time, you know, so I fit in with the misfits you know what they call the misfits so i mean my daughter knows and we all know that it's not about color it's not about if you're democrat or republican it's literally evil against good in this world and and good always prevails even after it goes through you know tons of ups and downs to get there it finally prevails but it's just a rough getting there so god bless you anthony and you take care hun and thank you for the call definitely appreciate you bye all right, shout out to the caller. Great call. And thank y'all for being here. Let's get to the next call. 218, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? I'm, you're speaking to Eric. All right, Eric, what's going on? Not a whole lot. I'm just, uh, I kind of want to love to hear your opinion based on the fact that when did people stop being people? If there's all this division that's taking place, how can you preach unity on one hand and then sow division on the other hand? We're supposed to come together. We're supposed to make this whole world go around. Our country, the world, whatever it is. But at every stop, it seems like when there's a loser involved, they have to pull out a card that says, no, we're not united. We're divided by color. We're divided by money. We're divided by this. How do we stop the whole, no, 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 no. Rather than let's fall for the, okay, we are divided based on these aspects. We're still human beings. What, what's your opinion on that? I mean, when did the humanity stop? Uh, that's a good question. I think that, you know, everybody's on their devices, social media, Internet. And it's easy to get into this whole thing of, you know, us versus them. And hatred is easy to develop and, and build that way. When you're not in front of somebody, when you're not able to talk to them, but you're able to see them all the time, it's like you're right there, but you're not right there. So the humanity is taken away. And you just look at their most negative aspects. That's, that's what you want to do. You know, if you if you think that Trump is a bad guy, you'll see him on TV and you'll point out the things that he does that, are, that you think are bad. And then the media make it. They don't make it any better. They do the same thing. They give negative story, negative story, negative stories. People kind of become radicalized like that. And then that creates the hate because there's no actual person there to hate. But the image of a person is there to hate. So there's no humanity. It's all about this digital connections. So people go out there and they act that stuff out that they've been internalizing for a long time. So I think that's probably where the lucky humanity comes from. Okay, well, I find myself that uh, amongst my people, these are individuals that I will talk about that I've known for 20 years. And although politics were never an issue, once, once Trump got elected, it was they started singling certain things out. And I have found myself being put on a back shelf based on the fact that as a, as a somebody who tried to be independent fell into Trump, not based on the fact of all the supposed hate or I myself find a racist. It was, he sounded like a guy who was truly going to clean the swamp. He was going to expose all this corruption because as a person from the outside, he doesn't know how the inner system works. And, and when you start, I guess, saying you're going to go in from the inside and disrupt it all, you're going to have enemies from outside. And I found from my own personal aspect, a lot of my friends now live on this planet where I myself not 
will be considered a human being anymore by their construct of we're progressive, we go for this, we go for that. And, and, and I, I guess for myself, it becomes really frustrating because it's all the evidence is right there of what's really going on. If, if you go out and purchase an item, you're going to do some research on it. And it's very frustrating to see these, these people that they tune into the news. All they hear is CNN said this, MSNBC said that, blah, blah, blah. Your resources are independent from ours. They're all full of crap. It, 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 how would you personally uh, approach somebody like that, knowing that if you shared your opinions very firmly, that if it came down to it, you versus my opinions, I would choose what I firmly believe is my opinions versus you. How do you explain something like that to where they really start to listen to you and say, you know, I've known you for 20 years. Now we're getting serious on a topic we've never discussed before, but we recognize this is a defining moment in our relationship moving forward as people that I'm going to give you the respect. How would, how would you personally approach that? And I just want to say, I thank you for your time. This is the very first time I've ever called into any talk show of any sort. So with that said, I will close out what I have to say, and I appreciate your comment. Well, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. I, I answered what he was going to say. Well, I, I answered his question. Um, it's, it's rough because sometimes people just, they, they change, they're different, they're not the same as what they were, or maybe you change, you're not the same as what you were. It's, it's hard to really kind of do that with people that you've known for a long time. Um, all I could really say is sometimes you know that you're not going to have a good outcome when you're talking about a certain thing with somebody. You know, it just it won't go over well. They're not really trying to hear you. So I try to avoid those kind of conversations. If the person that is, I'm talking to, I know it's going to be kind of weird. I try to avoid it. Or I know that if the person is in a whole different space than I am and they're not going to really see my point of view, it, it might be kind of okay to kind of part ways or not be so close. If they're your real, if they're your real friend and they're really going to hear you out, you can be honest. You don't have to try to, you know, craft your words and stuff like that. If you guys really on the same page, you should be able to say whatever you got to say the normal way you say it. And they should be okay with that. If they're not, then you got to kind of reevaluate who you got around you. When I came out as conservative, I lost a lot of friends. I, everybody really kind of like just, you know, turn their back. But the real people that I had in my life, they stayed with me. Real people, people that don't really want to, that, that, that won't really in your corner that strongly to begin with, we're not going to be there. Hopefully that kind of answered it. I, I'm not sure if it did or not. That's just kind of how I was feeling about what you were saying. Okay, let's get to the next call. Number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 502, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Tim from Kentucky. And Mr. Logan, you are the hardest man to get a hold of in my life. <laughs> yeah, man, it's rough, man. The calls have been really off the chain. Yeah, well, I've just got a couple of quick points. Now, I, I was born in the early 60s. And I grew up, now I know segregation was supposed to have been over, but I grew up and it was still segregated. I went to an all-white school. My friends went to all-black schools. We lived on one side of the track. They lived on the other side of the track. But we were friends. We were all created equal. Now, I don't care what color you are or where you come from. If, if you're in America, you're an American. That's right. If you believe, If you believe in God, we was all created in his image. So, you know, and 
when I was growing up and I went to an all white school and I'd go across the tracks and I'd play with my friends and they'd come across the tracks, they'd play with me. And then when I got in probably the third or fourth grade, we integrated schools. And I mean, we had a ball and we respected one another and we, we never fought as much then as they are now. Right. So these, these young pups out here need to listen to their parents and find out what it was really about when segregation was going on. That's right. That's right. And not, and not, and not listen to them liberal leftists or whatever they are. I don't know. I guess, I guess they just want to divide the country and have another civil war or something because they're telling me that I can't hang my heritage flag, which is a Southern state's flag. It's the heritage flag because of the Klan adopted it as a hate symbol. Yeah. Now, black power flags with the fists up in the air, they could still do that. But I can't put my little okay symbol up with the three fingers and the circle up. <laughs> right. Because it's some kind of white racist thing. Now, I believe in today's world it's kind of reverse racist with the way they're wanting to see it. Now, I know you don't see it that way, and, and a whole lot of you don't. But the way them leftists is wanting to see it, it's it's kind of, we was to blame for oppression that happened hundreds of years ago. We didn't have nothing to do with that. You know, so, and I, I, I mean, I'm I'm 50-some years old, and I'm not getting on my knees and apologizing to no man unless it's Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not. Because I had nothing to do with the way they were treated or the way they were raised. That was our ancestors and their ancestors, not me. And that's all I was wanting to say, just make them a few points and then see what you said about it. Wait, well, hey, man, you're right on point. You're definitely right on point. And that, that was a good point you made about the OK sign and the flag. It kind of being the same thing because, you know, just, just doing the OK sign used to be fine. It used to be all right. And then now all of a sudden it's not, you know, the, the Southern yeah, flag. I, I grew up. Yeah. I grew up. They done it to me. I done it to them. College basketball, they hit a three-point shot. They'd hold it up. That's now right. Now it's racist. You know, I, I don't understand things. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I guess that's because I don't see color, I guess. I, I guess not. I guess because you're not racist, then that means you have to be racist. I mean, we live in a crazy world. But thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you, too, and you keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, like that, that's a good correlation about the the OK sign and you know the Confederate flag. Like they're talking about, um, I think what was it? Walmart won't sell any more Mississippi State flags because of the Confederate symbol in it. But then it's going to get to the point where you can't even do this anymore. If you got, if I if I do this on a shirt, that's also racist. If I drink milk, that's racist. Everything's racist nowadays. It's kind of crazy. All right, let's get to the next call. All right, Jordan, what's happening? What up, ABL? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. That's good. You miss me? <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know Jamil Hill, right? Yeah, Jamil Hill. For, she, she was on ESPN before. Yeah, she uh, apparently is sticking by, even after all the, the investigation with Bubba Wallace, she's sticking with the notion that that was a noose. I mean, she's crazy. Like that's that's her whole thing, though. I mean, the FBI they had, <clears throat> they had fifteen FBI agents, fifteen FBI agents, and they said, "No, this this is a garage door pull." Okay, they got videotape evidence, they got photographic evidence, 
and and it had been there for about a year, at least one year before. That they, they you can date all the way back to 2017. Like if you go <laughs> on NASCAR's YouTube channel, there's this thing they have called Garage Cam. They explore the garages, and you can see those those door pulls right there. Yeah, and it's in other garages too, right? Yeah, it's in other garages. <laughs> so the whole thing is silly, but you know, people they want to be a victim, they want to be somehow oppressed. So they got to create episodes of oppression. You know, I, I found something very interesting that uh, it's interesting how you had all these people um, calling themselves experts on slavery and the black experience. And yet they don't know how nooses work properly. You know, <laughs> nooses, what, what you have to do is that you have to hold it. You, when you pull the knot down, it tightens that loop. They call it a bite. And... Um, it suffocates your neck and or whatever load uh, you have in there. But it wouldn't make sense for a door pull like that because there are still people on Twitter, and this is Twitter I'm talking about, there's still people on Twitter saying, uh, well, why is it shaped like that? It's still racial in a way. Why can't it just be a standard pull? And I'm like, you can't reason with these people. No, it's crazy. And you know what? I made that point in my video because I was like, you go to some of these trains like a Hartsfield, like you go to the airport, Hartsfield Jackson in Atlanta, you go to the little subway train, it goes real fast. Got these little handles on top of the um, bars. And it's like a little loop handle. It's like a leather strap. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> in this case, it's called a, it's called a, uh, I think it's called a bowline, a double bowline. Mm -hmm. It's the way you tie it so that it can stay put. It doesn't move like a noose does. But I mean, you point that out to people. Who cares? Right. I mean, if I if I tie my shoe, if I, if I tie my shoe and I got a I got a loop on it, that's kind of weird. They, they're going to say, "Oh man, that's racist." And you you want to support the clan? It's like really. Oh, Prager, you made this funny one where they put a yo-yo by it and uh, by Bubba's uh, picture. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, one more thing before I go, because I know time is short. Um, you know, Seattle has a billion dollar company that's leaving because of Chaz and uh, or whatever the heck is going on over there. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. And I heard that's the reason why Jenny Durkin, the mayor, is trying to do something to move right now. Well, it's like, you, it, you're too late now because damage already been done. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's so weird because Seattle has low taxes, but this whole thing and the lack of people with job experience there is causing them to move. Like, you would think low taxes would be a good thing, but... They're moving to Arizona, even despite the whole taxes thing. So I find that hilarious that it's it's that bad that they would sacrifice money uh, incentives to go to other places. It's just hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, we'll I'll keep the update on that. I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna play some video games. So I'll catch you later, ABO. I right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, peace. Peace. All right, shout out to my man Jordan for the call. Most certainly appreciate him as, as always. All right, the phone lines are blowing up. If you're not able to get on, just please keep trying. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. Uh, blame uh, the the Nigerians that have on the red MAGA hats, and they say this is MAGA country, and they put a noose on my neck, which really just some rope from Ace Hardware. All right, let's get to the next call. 434-658-1220. All right, call you on the line. I'm going to speak to you, 617. Hey, what's going on, man? Anthony, how's the, how's, the, how's the show? How's the YouTube channel? Everything's going good, boss. Thank you. Thank you for asking. M making that money, I hope. Hey, man, everything's hey, so going great. I was, was going to ask you, 
So what is the difference? You, you, you talk about so much about CNN and MSNBC, so much, so much. You're bashing so much. What is the difference between you and them? Huh? What is the difference between you and CNN? What is the difference? Oh, the difference is that I give you the facts and my opinion, and I differentiate between the two because they'll give you like spin as news, but I'll say here's the facts and here's how I feel. They don't do that. <clears throat> oh, so they don't give you the facts? They don't give you. No, no, no. You, did, you didn't hear what I said. I said they don't differentiate between the facts and their opinion. It's all it's all the same. They'll give you some facts and their opinion, but they'll present it to you all as facts. I'll give you the facts and my opinion, and when it's my opinion, I'll say, here's how I feel. This is what I think. I alert you about my opinion versus the facts. I tell you the difference between the two. Well, they mean if they present the facts, the facts have to come from somewhere. They cannot give you their own facts coming from themselves. They give you spin. They give you spin. That's that's when you, when you give spin. That's well, that's, that's what you do too. That's what you do. You give what, spin. You, where, where's what spin? What, what spin example, do I give? If, if, let me give. Can I give you an example? Go ahead. For example. You see, this is this is how you guys make your money. CNN, Jake, uh, Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo. So in order for you to make money, they have to give the, they have to pretty much fill in for those who are their audience that they are the liberal, right? So, for example, let's say when the protesters came in, they were showing only the peaceful protesters. They were showing uh, when the police officers were praying with uh, a pastor in Minnesota. They were showing how they were showing uh, pretty much uh, how terrible was the death for, uh, for Floyd. And they were showing um, how terrible is this police officer and all these violations that he got. But when it comes to you, you weren't showing the chaos and the, the destruction and the vandalism, and they didn't show the vandalism. You were only showing the vandalism because that's what sells your audience. You have, you have like, what, 450,000 subscribers? So you're doing pretty good financially, I'm pretty sure. So you just show them that the Black Lives Matter is a bunch of not cases and Antifa and all those people creating chaos when it's just not true. I mean, what's 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 the what's the real story? Like, what's the real story though? If, well, if the it, real story, there were both I'm, sides. There were sides. Okay. There were sides, if if there a city, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to talk now. If, if a city is basically burning, if it's on fire, if it's chaos, destruction, mayhem going on all the time, why would I point out the the couple of little so-called peaceful people when the actual city is just like what you? It's just like the one guy. He was on MSNBC. He was like, oh, well, it's generally peaceful here, but right behind them, the city was on fire. It's like, uh, isn't that kind of important what's going on right there behind you? The city the city is literally burning. The city is burning. You're talking about how peaceful it is. It's like, come on, man. Like, what's the actual story? You're talking about the city on, in flames. That is the bigger story. With Ruth Brother Juju, I know like PBS. PBS show the side of were peaceful. Actually, there were more peaceful protesters than violence. Yeah, there were some people. Let I me. Mean, you have uh, 200,000 people in the street, and 5% of them they're looting. That's enough to create chaos. But that doesn't mean that the rest of them were creating chaos. You and you know what? You know, you know, know, know what I think about let that? Me, let me, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna talk because my show. This is what I'm gonna say. But I, what I say about the so-called peaceful people is that they give cover to the violent people because without the 200,000 people in the street, you could not have the 5% that were violent. They are intermixed in the crowd. Who is who? I don't know who's peaceful, who is not. You may see one so-called peaceful protester with a Black Lives Matter sign chilling out one minute, 
And then the very next second, they out there looting the store, taking stuff from, I don't know, Forever 21, from a bank or whatever. I've seen examples of that. Okay. So it's like, I don't really care who's out there. If you know that it's a generally lawless environment and you're out there aiding in it by just being out there, I count you as the same as everyone else. Okay. That's just generally how I operate. I'm on? That I'm on? That I'm on now? Oh, right, go ahead. Okay. So, but you're just doing the same thing. It's not, I mean, if, if there's, if there's 10,000 people protesting peacefully and 500 sneaking among the crowd and they start doing nonsense, it's not the fault of the 10,000 that are protesting peacefully. It's not their but they're all, they're all out there for the same purpose. They're all out there for the same purpose. You see, now you're talking over me. Now. I, I could do that. Me. I could do that because it's my show. Oh, because it's your show? Yeah. So that's not a debate. <laughs> it is, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a debate. You're right. It's not, it's not a debate. Because guess what? It's not a debate because it's my show. I could do what I want. See, it's great. You know, if you get your own show, you could do the same thing. You could do whatever you want, whenever you want. You know, it's freedom of speech. Freedom of expression is great. But go ahead. So why are you bashing CNN when you just like them? I'm not just like them. I, I told you why I'm not like uh, them. You just like, you presented one side of the story. I know the whole story. You just like them. I told you why I'm not like them. I told you why I'm not like them. I give you the actual, the, the real issue. Okay, you got Minneapolis. You got riots, chaos, looting, shooting, people getting killed, stabbed up, robbed. That's the actual story. You have some so-called peaceful people, but that's not the story. The story is all the carnage that is happening. I could talk about people that are just being peaceful every day in general, but who reports on that? Like, if somebody right now in any town USA being peaceful, watering their grass, taking their dog for a walk, that's not a story. The story is all the rioting, looting, shooting, carrying on, going on. That's the story. So it makes no sense to talk about things that don't make any sense, that are not the story, that's not really important. The story is the story, and that's it. CNN will give you facts mixed with fiction and their spin. I give you the straight facts, and I give you multiple links to my facts. I say, go to the description box. I got a whole website with links on it from multiple sources, from local news, national news, independent news, everything. Then I give you my opinion. Like in the very first video I did about... Um, what's the boy's name? Uh, Bubba Smollett. In the first video, what did I say? I don't know all the facts. I don't know if it's true. Here's how I feel. What, what will CNN do? They'll give you how they feel as facts. But you know what's funny? To anybody listening in chat, um, he was not on the whole time, and I couldn't hear him the whole time. But I unmuted my my actual speakers, not yours, and the child. But I unmuted mine. He was still talking. So if you're talking while I'm talking, you're not listening. So that's why you don't get information when you don't listen. It fell. I See, look, he's still talking right there. You see, but go ahead. For example, you never show the police officer that killed. Uh, I think his name is. Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that have all these violations that killed George Floyd. You never show any. You didn't do any. You said, you said, of his you said, you said what, what, what are you talking about? What um? What, what did he have on his record? Well, he committed. Uh, he has sixty-seven violations out of the sixty-seven because PBS. What, what are the violations? What are the violations? To you, PBS couldn't get any information. That's confidential. So, so you don't. So you don't know what they are. If you don't know, how am I going to know? If you don't know, how am I going to know? If you don't know, that's all I really is. It's to it. Matter of fact, we, we out of time. Thank you for your call. All right, shout out to the caller. 
But we had a time. I don't got all day to be on the phone with them. The phone lines are blowing up. So number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 423, you're on the line. Who am I to? Uh, yes, hello. This is Chris. All right, Chris. What's going on? This is ABL, isn't it? Yes, it is. Brother, I love your videos. There are millions of us that support you. And keep up the good fight. And if the... um. The mobs are, if they're, it's only 5% of the mobs that are so bad, the other 95% isn't telling them to stop. They're like, stop looting things, stop burning down, ripping down monuments. So I really believe it's all a Marxist point of view. Very, very good point. That's how I feel too, because people that are out there looting and shooting and carrying on, I don't see peaceful protests from these same so-called peaceful protesters to get them to stop. I don't see anything like that. Matter of fact, what I do see is people that are out there giving them excuses. Oh, you know, it's, it's a the riots are they're just cried, the voiceless, and they are oppressed. I hear excuses. I don't hear condemnation. Very good points you made. You know, and I just want to say I'm I'm really proud of you for no matter what they call you, they can call you Uncle Tom. They can call you whatever you want. You are a woke American that cares about the people. And between you and the officer Tatum and Jericho Green, I want to say we're really proud of you. We support you. And if you ever want to come to Tennessee, you're welcome to my house. Hey, I'm right here right now. I'm in the same I'm in the same area code. Actually, I'm in um, Chattanooga, so I'm right here. Oh, brother, I'm in East Tennessee. I'm right up here in Rogersville. If you ever want to stop by, I don't know if you want to shoot me an email or anything. We'll, we'll definitely have some coffee or something. I, I'd love to. All right, man. Sounds good, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, ABL. It was a pleasure talking to you. All right, now, likewise. Thank you. All right, shout out to the call. I most certainly appreciate him. And you guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Yeah, shout out to my man, Red Pill Barista. I've not heard from him in a while. He, he, it'd be great if Red, if he called uh, my man, Red Pill Barista. But we got into a little bit of a, 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 a dispute over the virus, and I've not heard from him. But, hey, he's a great caller. You know, I don't mind people disagreeing. Like, I've been calls all the time to disagree, and it's fine. I answer the phone. I don't hide from a debate. I don't hide from nothing. I debate on TV. I debate on my show. I debate in the street. I debate on my parents. I debate with my family members. I debate with anybody. I don't care. I enjoy it. I, for me, it's fun. You know, I, I was bred and born in debating. That's what I like to do for a living and for fun. It's like playing golf to me. But let me get to the next call. 484, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Paul. All righty, Paul. What's going on? Hey, Anthony, man. I'm glad I got through. Yeah, I got a couple questions for you real quick. And just wanted your opinion on a couple things. First off, I was wondering if you had an opinion on uh, why the news isn't really covering the Macy's beatdown of the guy that apparently used the N-word, even though Macy's now is determined that didn't occur. Which, I mean, let's face it, in this climate, we know with all this going on and all these companies, you know, I don't know how to put it. Just, you know what I'm saying? They don't, no, nobody wants to be on the wrong side of the social aspect right now. So like, why, why would they possibly lie about it? Like if he really did say something racial and like, why is that not on the, on the front page as like some kind of, you know, hate crime. Also, it's like with all these, like, like I call it like the Black Lives Matter Incorporated and the uh, White Allies 
advocate, you know, white guilt advocates. Like, what's the whole thing like? So you can yell at a black cop's face and this and that. You can call guys like you and Larry Elder, who I have a ton of respect for. You can call you guys whatever, call your Uncle Tom, this and that. Nobody says anything like, oh, man, you shouldn't be doing that. But if you even question, like, you know, a Black Lives Matter stance or something, you're, you're just you're just criticized. You're a bigot. You're a racist. And it's like racist is the be-all, end-all for anything anymore. And I just realized this stuff, I mean, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I just started hearing about, like, I got really interested in black conservatives because I was like, man, how can people just call these guys all these names? Like, so it's like if you don't go with whatever the popular black opinion is, you get called all these names. And that's like, okay. But I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling, man, but it's like I literally tried 120 times to get through to you because I uh, <laughs> got a lot of respect for you and I just think you're, uh, you got some great stuff, man. You, Larry, Elder, Thomas Soul. You know, I mean, I just love listening to you guys because it's it's an opinion that needs to be heard more, man. And conservatives, I'm not even a conservative, but, like, the country's going up in flames and these dudes just, I don't want to curse, but they're sitting around like wussies with a pee. And, you know, stuff's going to get worse, man, for everybody. So, you know, I just wanted to say that, Ramble, I'm sorry, but, you know, I got a lot of respect for you, man. I try like heck getting through. So I just wanted if you had any uh, thoughts on my thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the call. I mean, yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of us need to come out more. A lot of us black conservatives need to come out more because it, I feel like people don't really hear from us. They think we don't exist. And we have an ability to say and do things that other people can't do. And that it has to get done at a certain point. If people, you know, if they're going to get fired from the job and they're going to get canceled or whatever the case may be, we got to step up and say things that have to be said for the future of our nation. So, you know, that's that's my whole thing, just to get these things out here and make it be kind of just normal, not to be so taboo, because I feel like if you're conservative, you got to kind of say it on a down low. You can't really be out there and saying how you feel. You got to be kind of on a hush-hush with it. But, nah, there's no need for that. Make it be something that is, is cool and normal. That's what I want. When I first started YouTube back in, like, 2015, that was kind of like my objective was to not be like the only one or one of a couple. I wanted to be everybody doing it. So then, you know, years down the line, this would be a normal thing and you have much more parity in society and not so much attacking from one side to the left coming to the other side to the right. So uh, I, I thank you for recognizing what we're doing because that's what our objective, at least my objective is. Yeah, man. It's just, like I said, it's just crazy. Like you, you have your own independent thoughts. It's like people act like, oh, he's towing the line for the white man. And I'm like, I don't, that seems crazy to me. It's like, saying like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. You know, I really don't. To, I'm to, not, to, I'm to not speak on that. A black friend card, but it's nah, to, crazy. Like, to, to speak on that right quick, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense when they say that because, you know, the white vote is not as monolithic as the black vote. The black vote pretty much goes like 80, 90% Democratic Party. And we're trying to fix that, yeah. more like half and half. But the white vote is more like split down the middle. And it'll swing depending upon what's going on in the nation. You know, it might go 50-50 or 60-40 one way or the other way, depending upon what's going on. So if it's about trying to defend the white man, then why not the white man on the other side? You know, I could yeah. be Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. I could be, uh, what, D-Ray McKesson for Black Lives Matter. I can be one of these guys on the left, Don Lemon, 
that have a show that are black. So why not do that? You know, we're just being ourselves. And I think people can really see that in us. I could be on a show right now talking for three hours straight and be myself every single day for years because this is me talking. It's not an act. But thank you for your call, yeah. man. I definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Yo, you have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's the craziest thing. Are you trying to defend the white man? You want to protect? I'm just being me. And if it was about that, I could just be on the left. I can be on every network. I can be on MS13, DNC, CNN, ABC. I could be on Fox, too, because they got black liberals on there. They got more black liberals, black conservatives on Fox. They got Don, um, not Don, not Don Lemon, uh, Donna Brazil, and uh, who else? Um, Juan Williams. Juan is kind of like centrist, and um, Donna Brazil is kind of like on the left. Then they got Charles Payne, um, and I forget my other man's name. But you could be you could be a black liberal and make more money by doing that. But this this is just me. I don't really care nothing about trying to appeal to people. I'm just being myself. And myself is what is appealing. You know, if I was a Hollywood actor, I could just go to Hollywood. You know, I am six foot three. I can I can actually do that if I wanted to. But I'm just being myself. It's, and it's it's no better feeling than do, than being yourself and make a living from it. And also being able to spread out a positive message. You know, that's one thing I want to do. Spread out a positive message and present myself in a good way to make that be a normal thing to do. All right. But thank you all for joining. You guys are fantastic. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. Love your work. This is James from Manila. How's your day? Everything is going great. How about yourself? Every day is a holiday, my friend. I just wanted to give you kudos. You called Smala 2.0. All of us were thinking, whoa, whoa this, there's something really fishy going on. And, uh, oh, by the way, I'm I just watching, the, uh, I, I do a little bit of sailing. That, that knot is actually called a scaffold knot. And we use it all over the place on boats, and construction user uh, workers use it. So it's a real knot, and it's certainly something that you would tie on the end of uh, something to pull down a garage. Right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It makes perfect sense. Well, I just wanted to uh, give you a shout-out, let you know uh, from this side of the world, a bunch of us over here really appreciate your work and uh, uh, just uh, greatly, greatly enjoy your, your show. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Have a wonderful day, sir. All right. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller from Manila in the Philippines. Hey, the, the Filipino food, that's all I miss from Virginia. You know, I, you know, of course, I grew up in Virginia, lived there for a long time. Obviously, I'm not there anymore. I'm in Tennessee. And what they don't have here is any Filipino food because Norfolk is a big Filipino area with Navy people coming over. And you can get Filipino food anywhere. And the, the lumpia, man, lumpia, pancit, chicken adobo, I miss. But the main thing is that lumpia. I went to work one time, and my coworker had this whole big metal tin of like 100 lumpia. I was like in heaven. But they don't have that here, so I'm missing that. So when I go back to Virginia, anytime I go back, my first stop immediately is a Filipino food spot. They get like a million lumpia to eat throughout the entire time I'm there. All right, but... That was a flashback. Shout out to the Filipinos. You guys are fantastic. Love y'all. But let me get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. All right, call you on the line. 207, who am I speaking to? 
Hey, this is Sterling. How's it going? Everything's great, man. Can't complain about yourself. I'm doing great. What's going on? Uh, I mean, you tell me what's happening, man. There's a whole lot happening right now in the news. It's, it's a lot of stories going on. Juicy Smoothie 2.0. It's a lot of things happening. What's on your mind? Can you elaborate more on your stories? Um, well, there, there's a lot happening. It's, it's kind of hard for me to really explain because I got like a lot of callers and a lot, you know, a live show happening. But it's a whole lot happening. What, what's on your mind, though? Tell me, tell me whatever's going on in your in your world. I was just curious. So I saw you watch all the the Trump rallies and all that stuff. But did you watch any other political parties rallies or anything pertaining to the political parties other than your own? Well, I've not seen any other political rallies. I think I saw some pictures from a Joe Biden rally. It might have been five people there, so I'm not really sure what happened with that. I've seen some of Joe Biden's uh, basement streams, and they're not really going too well. I saw one just recently with Barack Obama, and Obama looked kind of confused when Joe Biden was speaking. So I have seen some of that, and I feel like Joe Biden should not be running from what I've seen because he's not really there cognitively. I feel like you can put Andrew Yang in there. A better candidate would be Andrew Yang or Bernie Sanders even, but Joe Biden's not the guy. And I felt like if they were to put a better person in there, it'll help them out on their side more than putting Joe Biden in there. Just being factual, not even just trying to attack Joe Biden. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I actually don't disagree with you. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, I mean... Those Joe Biden streams are like dumpster fires. <laughs> I mean, like true dumpster fire. I don't want to watch an old man just descend into madness right in front of my very eyes. I'm not trying to see that in front of like five people. It's, it's worse than when Hillary Clinton, I mean, Hillary Clinton went to Costco doing her little uh, book tour situation. At least she had a book to sign. What does Joe Biden have? A, 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 a declining mind? And that's it? That's sad. I don't want to see that on my TV screen. Caller on the line, 267, who am I speaking to? Caller, can you hear me, 267? Who is this? This is ABL, who am I speaking to? Do you play Fortnite? <laughs> no, I don't. Bye. <laughs> okay. Fortnite kids hooked on that like heroin. All right, let's get to the next call. 860, we're on the line, who am I speaking to? Hi, it's Alex from Connecticut. All right, Alex, what's going on? I was just wondering if you could shed any light on the uh, recent up up creep of uh, viruses uh, numbers and down south and down west. Well, I don't really know. I mean, my guess would be that it's just more testing. I, I don't really know what the yeah. thing is because you know the media they're, they're giving out numbers at a time where it does not make sense for the context in which they're trying to, you know, they're trying to say that there was a big uptick in cases after the Trump rally in Oklahoma. But I have questions because did you test everybody that went to the rally? You know, did you test people that, yeah. it, like, did you test everybody that went to the rally or test people in general right after the rally ended to get a positive test like the very next day? Like, where did those numbers come from? Like, give me the actual background. Did you test more people? That's that's never really said. They say, okay, we have, yeah. a, up, we have a rise in cases. Okay, well, was there a rise in testing too? Because that would make more cases, you know, and how long have they had it? Had they had it for a long time? Did it get over it like three months ago and they still got it in their system? 
there's a lot of things that aren't really said with the rise in the numbers. And I feel like it's being done on purpose to scare people back into submission because when the whole uh, protest thing started to happen, right when it happened, there was no talk about the virus. That was kind of pushed to the back yeah. burner. But now that it's dying down, all of a sudden the virus is back in the news. Ask, ask yourself why that is. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, and while I'm online, I just want to bring some attention to a video from a guy named John Doyle, a young, bright, conservative guy. Um, it's a video, How We Let America Die. I think it's probably one of the more important videos that he's ever put out, and uh, just trying to spread the word on it, if you could give it a look out. Okay, I'll check it out. Definitely. All righty. Thank you, man. I love your show. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Keep up. All right, shout out to the caller. The, the flags I have behind me, someone said, someone said, what size are those, the flags? The flags I have behind me, let me, see, let me just, they're, they're, they're size large, but let me give you the exact size. They're 48 by 26, so 48 across, 26 up. And, and they're beautiful. They really are. When, when you see them in person, they're, they're really beautiful. And the finish I have on it is um, like, kind of like a, a, a satin, like a, um, a, a flatter finish because... You know, the, the semi-gloss looks good, too. If you're talking about the flags I have behind me, the semi-gloss looks good. But in my situation, I can't have gloss because of the lights and the camera. I don't want it to just kind of reflect. But if you see it like in person, you know, without having to be on the screen, it, they're beautiful with the satin or the semi-gloss. But let me get to the next call. And you guys have been fantastic. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Nipping, what's happening, boss? Okay, we got some noise. Let's get that. Get some... Get on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least this early anyway. So, yeah. Finally, Trump is taking some action over the statues being removed. Yeah. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's only so much Trump can do because the thing about the statues, that really should be a, a state issue. But I guess some of them are under federal jurisdiction, possibly. I, I'm not really sure, but it's only so much Trump can do because that's really a state's issue. They got to protect their statues and their monuments better than what they're doing and not let these hooligans just run roughshod over them. So hot here. Usually I'd be wearing um, like a T-shirt or something, but... But I'm feeling so hot in that as well. Oh, I feel you, man. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah, um, over here, the Prime Minister here has announced that the lockdown will be lifted on the... We're almost out of lockdown, basically. So on the 4th of July, um, we'll have bars. You call them diners in America. Pubs, restaurants... All opening. So is a bar like a restaurant? Yeah, you probably call them diners. We we have we have we have restaurants and we get we have bars too. But a bar to us is like a pub to y'all. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um. So, yeah, and um, Bubba Wallace. I mean, I don't know why NASCAR has done has bowed down to the left. NASCAR used to be the epitome of right-wing, conservative, working-class sport. And even that's fallen to the dogs. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy how that happened. You know, people were saying that um, NASCAR died when Dale Senior died. If Dale you know, Earnhardt. Yes, yeah, I know who he is. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I actually like motorsports quite a lot. I'm a I'm a big Formula One guy, and yeah, NASCAR. And I mean, out of all the NASCAR drivers, Richard Petty, he supported Trump in 2016. And he was actually buying into this. Well, you got to understand, Richard Petty is Richard Petty owns a Bubba Wallace's car. Rich, Richard Petty, like Bubba Wallace, is one of Richard Petty's drivers and Richard Petty's team. So he was just going out there to support his driver that works for his company. Oh. Like basically, oh. that's that's his employee. So he I, was going to support his employee. That's all that it was. I, I thought uh, Richard Petty was. Uh, Cowering down to SJWs. No, no, no. But I, you know, I, I was mad. I, I was mad at um, Bubba Smollett, whatever his name is, for making Richard Petty come out there to support him, because he was the one that made this whole thing happen. Because it's like, okay, if that actually happened for real, you got to have support from people. And if you don't come out there and support, then you look bad. You, you see what I'm saying? Because that's that's your job. That's your employee. So you got to support you know, him. You know the irony about the Democrats. Is that they're the most racist people in America, and they make and they claim that we're the racists. Oh, of course, absolutely. That's that's all facts. So yeah, um, this is just so stupid. Look, look. I, I, let me just screen share one second. It won't take me a second. Um, yeah, you, you see this? I don't think the audience can see, but do you see this picture? Yeah. And what's what's on the screen right now is like some of the old propaganda from back in the day. Uh, they talk about the two platforms, the Democratic Party, Republican Party, and they would say that the the Democratic Party was a party of the white man, and the Republican Party was the Republic, the party of the black man. Of the, uh, it had like this real exaggerated features, really racist image of a black person, and they were trying to like use that as a smear campaign against the Republican Party. Yeah, that is just. I mean. And then there's this, I'm not going to say, he, there's this man who once said, I will have them N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. You think, oh, maybe some Republican from the 1960s. Oh, LBJ. Yeah, of course. That, that's, pretty much how, that's pretty much how it goes. It's all facts. But they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to bring that. They don't want to embrace that actual fact. They'd rather just look at fiction and have that be the case. I mean, LBJ, he is the epitome of racism. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, and the breakfast club. What? Well, I got, I got, I got, I got small. I got, I got, I got a little bit of time here. So I got to get to my next call, actually. Sorry. Oh, it's, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But, oh, you know. Shout out to Trump for the rally. I mean, excellent work, Trump. Oh, yeah. The, really the, it. The, the rally was great. The one in uh, Tulsa, I did not see the one in Arizona, but I heard that was great too. But the one in Oklahoma, he was on fire. That was excellent. Very good rally. And and shout out to Senator Scott, Senator Inhofe, Tom Cotton, James Langford. Yes, shout out to all of them for attending. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, hey, thank you for your call as always. You should run for Senate. You I, should run for Senate. I, I, when, I, I, Lamar Alexander retires. 
Hey, that that'd be a good idea. I actually met um, what's the name? Uh, Bob Corker. No, nah, I met Bob Corker in the airport, and I also met um Bill Lee when he was running for uh, governor. So I might I might be my next step. Who knows? him? hey, thank you for your. You should really consider replacing Lamar Alexander. You should run. I may I may do that, but hey, Nippet, I gotta get to some more calls, man. So thank you for your call. It was nice, it was nice talking to you, ABL. No doubt, man. Thank you for your calls, always. I shall speak to you on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday your time, Saturday my time. I got you, boss. I'll speak to you then. All right, man. Take care. Peace. Peace. All right. Shout out to everybody that's on the line. The number to call four three four six five eight one two two zero. If you can't get on, try and try again. It is really hard to get on right now. I'm gonna do my best. You know, people just in my regular life say you should run for office. Like, they, they say that all the time. So that might be in my future. I might have to do that because everybody wants me to do it. You know, I, I might be called to office. If y'all want me to do it and I have an actual chance, I do it. All right, call you on the line. 2-0 now. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, this is Mike from Maryland. Alrighty, Mike, what's going on? Hey, I just found out about your channel like a week ago, and I think you're doing great work. Uh, I hope you keep it up. Thank you, so man. I appreciate been, it. Like, a lot of, yeah, no problem. Uh, there's been a lot of people jumping on, like, Joe Biden, right, from, you know, right-wingers, obviously, and progressives, basically everybody besides establishment Democrats uh, are jumping on Joe Biden. So, like, obviously... He has his issues, and uh, I think it goes without saying at this point. So don't you think, as conservatives, we should be looking at who the VP is going to be or who the ambassador to the United Nations is going to be and kind of, like, strategize or organize and stop focusing on Joe Biden so much? Because, I mean, Democrats are doing their base a huge disservice by not presenting the cabinet picks and the VP, but they're also kind of strategizing and like keeping the element of surprise. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to hear what you had to say about the Democrat strategy with Joe Biden and the VP. Well, I'm not sure what can be done about the VP because I mean, or, or why should, why we should strategize differently for the VP because Joe Biden is a president or he's either got us trying to run to become the president. So that should be the focus. Well, no, he's, but he's just a vessel for the VP. I don't think he's actually going to be in charge of anything. I don't think that they're just using him for the name recognition, basically at this point. And so we should start, start digging up dirt on Andrew Cuomo, start digging up dirt on Camila Harris. You know what I'm saying? And really put, put, really put those people under a microscope because they're going to, they're going to drop it at the last minute and nobody's going to have enough time to, to dig up enough dirt on these people and vet them and, you know, okay, you know I, I, so basically, what you're saying right now is we should do like um, a hit campaign on the VP pick or on several of the potential VP picks now to get out in front of it. Yes, exactly. Okay, they're they're distracting us with this Joe Biden nonsense. Like he's not. It, it shouldn't be an issue. We should be looking. We should be vetting and strategizing against all the VPs and all the ambassadors to the UN or whoever is third in line to be president after the VP. You know what I'm saying? We're just being distracted, and I think we're being ignorant about piling up on Joe Biden. 
Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I, I do understand. Um, but I, I see where people, I see both sides of it. I see, you know, Joe Biden piling up on him because he's the only guy that we know for sure is actually going to be there right now. And as far as anyone else, I mean, we probably should be doing some things in advance uh, to talk about them. But I, I'm not really sure how that would go if we don't know who's going to be the person right now. And there's nobody really been mentioned. I don't really know how that's going to work. So I, I see your point, though. But that, 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 it's a really good point. I think we should do a little bit more. I might do some more on my end. And I may encourage others to do the same because you're talking about Kamala Harris and everybody else. I think they're going to tag in Andrew Cuomo at the convention, personally. So, so you think I mean, he's, rich white guy from New York? So, so you think so you, so you think that it won't even be Joe Biden that actually gets a nomination? Say that again. So you don't think it'd be Joe Biden to get the nomination? Because at the at the convention, you could pick somebody else if you want to. If the delegates say, you know what, we're not, we're going to just pretty much, you know, they could they could pick somebody else. I think I think so. Yeah, I think I think they they very well might pull the carpet out from under Joe Biden and all the people who vote for him or all the people who want him to be president. I mean, the DNC, they're going to pull some tricks. So I'm just saying, I think we should start strategizing a little bit more about this election. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I love your show. Next time, man. See you. Thank you. That was a really good point, actually, because, you know, if we're not worried about who's going to be actually the the VP, we could be missing it. Because Joe Biden is pretty much got one foot in the grave. He might mess around and, you know, not make it until November. Really, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation, though. Okay, let's get to the next call. 505, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 505, hello. Hello. I can hear you now. All righty. Who am I speaking to? Hey, uh, how are you doing? I've been watching you for a while now. I appreciate the support. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, have you seen Samantha Marika's uh, video uh, about uh, the N-word versus Uncle Palm? Um, I think I have seen who you talking about. She's like a tall, light-skinned light lady. Yes, I, I've seen who you're talking about, but I've not watched that video yet. I need to watch it. Oh man, that's an awesome video. Um, you should watch it. Um, but that's all I was wondering about. Uh, I don't really have anything else, but I appreciate uh, what you what you're doing, and you have a nice one. Uh, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Bye right. bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to pull it up right now if I can. If I got a little bit of time, I'm going to try to pull that up. Because I have not seen that, actually. But I think that I do want to see that. All right. So, Samantha Marika. Okay. And where is that video at? Okay, there it is. This is on Instagram. It's kind of long. I might not have time to play this right now. I'm going to just play a little bit of it. I'm not here to sell you into becoming a conservative. At the end of the day, all I care about is if you are thinking for yourself. With that said, I am a conservative. And I'm a proud black conservative. And I knew the moment I was to say those words, I was going to ruffle up some feathers. And I have. And that's okay. 
But from those feathers that are ruffled up, there is one name I am continuously being called, and that is an Uncle Tom. So that made me start to question this whole Uncle Tom narrative. Because honestly, a lot of us don't even know who Uncle Tom is. We just grew up saying the word Uncle Tom because we know it's something negative towards a black person. We know it means basically kissing the white man's ass. No question. The truth is Uncle Tom was never a black man who kissed the white man's ass. The truth is Uncle Tom was a black man that stood by his people, was for his people, gave his life for his people. You see, when the slaves ran away in the middle of the night and the slave master came and asked Uncle Tom where they went, Uncle Tom refused to tell him. And so because of that, he was murdered. This black man gave his life for his people. I mean, she, she's telling the truth, but I've heard, I've heard this a lot. You know, and you know, when, when, you, when you say that to people, the real woke people will say, oh, you, you the Sambo because you were the opposite. See, you know, it's always a counter argument. I'm gonna skip, skip ahead a little bit. But she, she's on point what she's saying though. She, she, she's telling the truth. She's actually being 100% correct. Let's go to the, a little bit further in it. We are putting down each other. We are reminding each other that we are slaves, that we are nothing more than a nigga. You can say it in the most positive way you want to. Oh, so talking about, you know, saying the N-word to each other. Yeah, I'm with it. I understand. Democrats. The name of slave masters. And not even just that. We're constantly told that being called an Uncle Tom is the most negative thing in the world. Mm. Why do you think people are telling us that calling each other a black man who would give his life for his community would be so negative? And that calling each other niggas, which came from slave masters and Democrats, which are slave masters, is okay. That was, that was good, nice ending. Shout out to her. Hopefully she does really well and continues on, you know what I mean, making stuff. Shout out to her. Like I said, we need more people. We need much more people. Shout out to her. All right. I, I, I think she's married, though. Some of y'all in the chat. No, nah, I, I think she is married. So, uh-uh. <laughs> you know. But nah, that was good. Shout out to her. All right. Let's get back to the calls. 931, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yes, this is Season from Tennessee. All right. What's going on? Ah, uh, you know, just listening to your program and enjoying it. I had a question for you. All righty. What is your take? I've noticed this a lot in social media lately. What's your take on the Confederate flag and the alleged racism that's tied to it? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of opposite fighting, pro and against, and I just wanted to know what your take was. Uh, that's, that's a really good question. I think that the Confederate flag is not really a big deal. I think a lot of guys use it just for Southern culture, Southern heritage, just a part of that, what they do. And they fly it. It don't really mean any harm by it. They just kind of fly it. And it's a historical thing. It's like any other flag, really. I don't see it as a bad thing. People want to attach racism to it. They talk about how the Confederates wanted slavery, all this and that. But, you know, the, the same argument could be, can be used for the American flag because the American flag existed for a longer amount of time under slavery. You know, for 1776, to 1865, you had the American flag, you know, that's what, about 89, 90 years of slavery. But the Confederate flag, 1861 to 1865, there's only four years of slavery. 
so the same argument can be used for the American flag. And I love my American flag. So if someone wants to fly their American flag, I don't really see the problem. It's not really that big of a deal. And then, like I was saying earlier, if you, if you say that the Confederate flag has to go and we got to ban it and we got to cancel it, that same argument will be used for every other thing. Just like with the Confederate monuments, started with that. Oh, take down the Confederate monuments. We don't want to honor anybody that were traitors that went against the union and that were for the advancement of slavery. Okay, now what's next? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, everybody. Anybody that can be affiliated with a flawed thing or a wrong thing or something that we frown upon today, it'd be canceled, taken away. So all our history, all of our heritage, everything is just gone. For what? Because some people got offended. I think a lot of people are trying to use the Confederate flag issue to push forward their agenda, which is to take down all history and to rewrite it in their name, whoever they are. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just hearing earlier that someone was comparing it to Nazi, the Nazi flag in Germany. And they were saying that the difference between Nazi Germany is that they don't fly that flag anymore because they're embarrassed, but America is unashamed to fly the Confederate flag. So I was just curious to hear your, your viewpoint. Yeah, it's weird because the Nazi, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of strange to compare the Confederate flag to the Nazi flag because the Nazis actually, like, kill people. Like, that's the, like, that's the, <laughs> only, <laughs> that, that's the only reason why the Nazi flag is bad because without the actual Holocaust, the Nazi flag would not necessarily be a bad flag. I mean, Hitler did other things that were bad, of course, but so did many other people like the, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, you know, they had a great leap for you still could say China's OK. They could fly their flag and that's fine. All right. But a Nazi government, the, the main thing they did was the Holocaust, obviously, to kill people. You know, they were racist and everything else. That actual piece of government was bad. But the Confederate wasn't even really like that. They were formed to fight against the Union after they after they had seceded into their own country. No, it was a fight over to keep the union. Context matters. And like I was saying, if it's about slavery and stuff like that, let's talk about the American flag, the stars and stripes, because slavery existed from 1776 to 1865 under that very same flag. So if that's the issue about slavery and, you know, keeping, keeping people as, you know, subservient people, then the American flag is the culprit more than the Confederate flag would be. And and nobody trying to take down the American flag, nobody that has any sense, but those that want to take down the Confederate flag also want to take down the American flag, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much on your viewpoint. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller. But yeah, the whole the Nazi flag comparison, you know, I don't really people say that a lot, but once you look into it, it doesn't really make any sense. You know. I don't have any Confederate flags myself. I prefer, you know, the old school. Like, this, this is my favorite flag right here. The, the, the original, the 1776. And I get the same argument. I just told you. People say, oh, why are you flying that flag? That's, people say this flag is racist. People say, that the, people say that both flags are racist. When I go on some of these, uh, these black platforms, they say, you're a coon because you have American flags behind you. <laughs> so it's no different than having the Confederate flag to them. But see... It is what it is. Let's so get to the next call. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Keith Mullins. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, uh, I heard a woman just talking about the Confederate flag, and uh, I, I, I've been doing some research on this, and the 
the Confederate flag was actually the Southern Democrats. It didn't have anything to do with the uh, Republicans. Oh, of course not. Not like what well, the, well, the Confederate no. flag started in as a battle flag in Northern Virginia. You know, it started as right. that, and then it got adopted into different places. But it, the whole purpose right. of the flag was for the war to 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 use in war as a battle flag. Right. It, it was actually the Democrats against the Democrats, the North against the South. So uh -huh. I've, I've been getting a lot of people coming at me saying, "Oh, the South were Republicans." No, actually, they weren't. So. Yeah, the Republican Party was brand new at that point. The war right. started like right. seven years after the Republican Party was founded. So it doesn't make much Correct. sense. Yes, exactly. That's all I got. I appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Yeah. All right. Shout out to the caller. But yeah, where I live at right now, it's a monument right around the corner with a Confederate flag. Ain't nobody around it. It doesn't wake up at night and attack anybody. It's just not like that. You see, somebody in the chat right now, they, they, don't, they don't like the American flag. It's not your flag. You got brought here by white people or like white people. I mean, who didn't get brought here? Everybody came here from somewhere else, even the so-called natives. They came from the Bering Strait. That's China. So, I mean, and nobody. It's just so silly. People just get into really surface level things. The set, these flags are available from my, my, um, one of my affiliate people, a great guy over at BHC Designs. I'll put a link right here in the chat if you guys want to get it. Hold on. Let me just pull up my uh my link so you guys can get straight to it, but you gotta get to. Alrighty. So it's also in the description box. It should be. But um, there it is. If you want one of these flags, they got all kind of flags. You can get them custom made, prefab, or whatever. This one right here, I actually made that myself. I didn't fabricate it myself, I just designed it. Cause I'm a graphic designer. I, you know, I do all my merch and everything, but I told my man over at BHE, Hey, I need to, we did people on this particular part in the 1776 on the kind of monochrome black and white type thing. Like I designed it as an image and I sent it to him. So you could just go ahead and cut it, do whatever you got to do. Everything made in America, of course, handmade right here in the USA. All right, let's get to the next call. 860, you know, line, who am I speaking to? Oh, yeah, this is Dylan from uh, Kansas. How's it going? All right, thanks. Good, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Hey, so uh, my question uh, for you is uh, systemic racism. Uh, I wanted to get your view on that. Um, and then uh, the other thing, actually, we'll just start there first. So I just, I've got a couple buddies that have sent me that video, um, the little cartoon. You've probably seen that. Um, it's been going around, but, uh, I was just going to get your view on that. Now I've not seen the cartoon. I think my man, Charlie Kirk did like a response to it, but I've not looked at that yet. But systemic racism, I mean, like I've said in previous videos, previous discussions, if it exists, then people got to show me what the actual laws on the books are that are systemic and they're racist. Like show me the actual thing that says black folks can't do this. White folks can't do this. Now, there are some examples of it, but not in a place that people want to look at. They don't want to look where it actually is. Okay. I just did a video today about the ordinance in uh, Lincoln County, Oregon. You, you're required to wear a face mask in public, but it's only for white people. They're only the ones required. If you are a so-called person of color, you are exempt because you may feel like uh, 
you're, you're, you're uncomfortable wearing a mask in public because of systemic racism and stuff like that. The ordinance only yeah, applies. I saw that. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah the, Ben Shapiro had a deal on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the ordinance only applies to white people. That is systemic racism because there's a specific law or ordinance or rule on the books that is directed towards one race. But if I don't see anything like that, then I don't think that it exists. Also, there's other things that people don't want to look at. Affirmative action, uh, that's one thing. Anything that has a specific race mentioned and gives them an advantage or disadvantage is systemic racism. Talking about education, uh, places like Harvard and whatnot. There's a lawsuit going on right now. I don't know if it's still going off, et cetera, or whatever, but from it's like a, a lot of Asian students that are being discriminated against because they're trying to get more blacks and Hispanics in there. They don't want Harvard to be all Asian and white. So people that are Asian are being discriminated against because of quote unquote personality issues. Really, it's just mm -hmm. a way it's an excuse to have less of them and more blacks and Hispanics with lower test scores. So that is systemic racism. But as far as what like when, when you hear that, what that really means is a black person can't get ahead because of the white man. That's what it act. That's the code that you're hearing. That's right. not that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. that's that's not real. That's not real at all. We get a lot of advantages, a lot of monies, a lot of kickback. Like that is just simply not true at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I just I've had a lot of back and forth with some buddies about that, and uh, I just wanted a little bit of uh, somebody else's uh, insight on that. So, um, and then uh, my last question is uh, the coronavirus. Do you think, based on the um, the turnout uh, with uh, with Trump, if he gets reelected, um, what the coronavirus might look like. Do you think it might be um, slightly, um, I guess, worse for the uh, for us um, with with the politics side? Do you think that there could be something up with that? Um, I'm not sure you what you the mean. The numbers increasing a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, I know the numbers aren't supposed to lie, but you know how the news, the fake news. Um, I just feel that um, I, I've heard multiple times, and actually, um, I, I work for a, a big business, and uh, one one of our biggest concerns is um, supply and demand. The problem is, is that um, based on political views, um, they they believe based on the election, um, it, it could cause um, big issues for us uh, with with a what, what you would call a second wave. Um, if, if he gets reelected, um, I didn't know if, if you've heard anything about, about that. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess that could happen, okay. but I, I don't really know. I mean, hopefully that's not a, a big issue, but if that happens, then that's the guess it's going to be kind of unavoidable for anybody for, for Joe Biden too. that, that will affect anybody that's running. Everybody that's running that that'll affect the, okay. the whole country in general. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just didn't know with fake, you know, I, I just feel like with everything that's kind of going on, um, obviously it's just everything, right? Like we, this year has just been kind of a mess. So uh, it's it just a different, uh, different angle, I guess. So, but nope, that's all I had. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. The number to call 434-658-1220. 330, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, yeah, this is Garrett from uh, Akron. All right, man, what's going on? Oh, not too much. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about uh, Ben Shapiro, and I wanted to kind of know, do you agree with some of his views about 
the systemic racism problem. I know you had touched on it, and I had heard you touch on it, which is really, you brought up some good points. Uh, but I also wanted to know, uh, do you actually under, do you understand this, this whole millennials type uh, generation? And they, uh, you know, they watch South Park and all these other shows that are really offensive in some cases, but yet everybody's offended about everything. Well, I've not heard Ben Shapiro's take on it, so I don't know exactly what he said to comment on that. But um, I think mm-hmm. what's happening is that some people, I don't know, it's weird. You have a lot, of, a lot of people that are guilty, a lot of white guilt, a lot of black guilt too, a lot of different color, kind of mm-hmm. color guilt. People that don't come from the kind of environment that I come from, coming from the hood, ducking mm-hmm. bullets and whatnot, they don't come from that environment, so they don't understand it. So they want to be they want sympathetic. They want to feel like, oh, well, I'm doing something good for them. They need it because I had this. They feel guilty about having a good life, being raised right, being whatever, having good education. So they feel bad for mm-hmm. us. And then they want to do things that actually hurt us. And they hear it from the mainstream media, from everybody. Even sometimes the so-called conservative stations, they talk about some of this stuff that's not really real. So they don't really hear anything else from anybody that can explain it to them properly. So... I think that they buy into it simply because of that. It's a lack of information, a lack of education, proper education. That's probably where it comes from. Even though they've been, you know, they've been raised off part, everything. They, that's not the dominant mm-hmm. force that they are listening to every day. K through 12 academia, college, parents, friends, mainstream media, social media, everything is constantly inundating them with all this information and they buy into it. Yeah, that, that is true. And I remember seeing the uh, video you had. They were talking about how they're trying to change, uh, like, Uncle Ben's logo. And uh, someone had said that they were going after cream of wheat. And I'm like, wait a minute. The guy's a chef. <laughs> I don't I don't get it myself. But, I, you know, I mean, I know some people are offended by things. But I really don't honestly don't understand that one myself. But, hey. So, all right, man. Good show. Uh, thanks for answering the call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yep. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, trying to get rid of Uncle Ben's, trying to cancel Uncle Ben's. I'm I'm upset about that. I'm I'm triggered about that. I need to go to my safe space over that one because Uncle Ben's is not a thing that anybody ever got mad at. Nobody was mad at Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben's or anybody else. You never heard about it before up until now. You know, it's not a real thing that happens. Three zero four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, my name is Gavin. How you doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Um, I just want to comment and say that uh, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta in a very poor area that was 80% black, 20% white in the 80s. And uh, everyone was poor. And uh, there there was no um, affirmative action. There was no uh, any, t- there was no government assistance, and, you know, for everybody, white or black. And um, we were kind of all in the same boat together. And, um, there was no racial tension amongst all of us and um, remarkably everyone, because no one expected anything from anybody, no handouts, no one did white or black that we've all done well, black and white. Uh, one of my black friends went to Harvard. Another one's a CEO. Um, we've all done well and we've all, uh, we consider each other brothers. Um, we're, you know, we don't even see each other as black and white. And I think it's because um you know, no one expected handouts. No one expected anything else. Uh, and hard work and discipline was expected from all of us. If that makes sense. That's my comment. It makes all the sense in the world because, 
You know, you guys had to work for everything you had. There's no handouts. There's and you know, you, you can't do anything else other than try to become successful, go hard, work hard. And you don't have this this uh this cushion of I can just do nothing and get paid. Right. That kind of infantilizes people because what's the point of trying to become somebody because I have everything I need. I have food, clothing, shelter. Why do anything to get beyond this basic sustenance level? I have no need to do that. So I think that's right. why. Since, go ahead. And since we were all poor, we were all forced to uh, um, go shop together. We we ate the same restaurants. There was no segregation whatsoever. So we all knew each other well, like intimately well. And then I moved up. I got a, a job in Detroit. I moved up to Detroit and I was shocked how racist the the north was and how whites didn't understand blacks and blacks didn't understand whites i was shocked you know what i mean it was just remarkable to me yeah it's like that it's a lot of division new york is the worst i mean i've been to new york a couple of times I, I don't want to go back you know I, I like a lot of people from new york the great people up there but it's too much racial strife and division and it shouldn't be like that you know we, we get sure. along more than not like I was born in West Virginia. I see your area code. I was born in West Virginia and, and ran university, okay. ran West Virginia, right outside of Charleston. And, you yep. know, ran is pretty much black, but a lot of white folks too. Everybody gets along. There's no tension or nothing like that because everybody, again, everybody's in the same boat. It's not this, you know, this thing of us versus them. And it's just not like that up there. It's just not like that. People don't understand that. And then when they talk about the South, they speak about it in that way. If they're from the North, but they don't even really see what's going on outside their own window. They, they're kind of projecting their own lifestyle onto us. It shouldn't be like that. We should be more as one people. You know, when I, when I lived in Detroit, uh, the, the only good place to get catfish and barbecue, because, you know, I was used to that type of food, soul food, essentially, was downtown Detroit. And I used to go down there, and I was the only white guy in line for the, on Sundays, and no one bothered me, no one harassed me. And my white boss actually sat me down and lectured me, told me not to go down there, that it was unbecoming of someone like me. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. Can you believe that? That's crazy. And that's, that's the way. I mean, I, I think as more, if, if more people were forced to shop together, if we were forced to live together, they would get to know each other better. And, if, and I think those barriers would come down. And if the state wouldn't get involved and just let people play out their lives, I think we would um, we would get to equitable world pretty quick. I agree with you, man. Very good point. Yep. Anyway, that's my point. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. That's a very good point. You know, no government. Don't, don't you know? Don't get in the way. Just let things play out the way they're going to play out. People will become more harmonious. The government is really kind of like paying for all the strife that's happening right now. You know, that's that's facts. And they're paying for their subsidizing failure as well. What's the point of doing anything more than what I'm doing right now if I can get paid to do nothing? Break the welfare state apart. I've said that over and over again. If you want to fix a lot of problems that are happening right now, get less government involved. Break away the welfare state. That'll solve problems overnight. Not overnight, literally, but... It'd be a very short period of time where you got to do something, when you got to work together, you had another choice, you figure it out or you're going to just be left to, you know, you figure it out or you won't figure it out pretty much. All right, call you on the line. I'm speaking to 937. 
Yeah, my name is Dan. I'm from Ohio. How are you? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, I heard that guy call in a while back talking about what's the difference between you and CNN, and I'm like yelling at the TV, so I figured I'd just call in. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great, I'm silly, right? There's a great uh, uh, movie called, I think it's called Hoaxed. Um, Cernovich put it out, I think, as the, the Mike Cernovich guy put it out. And I I knew the, the news was biased, and, you know, I had my suspicions and whatever. But that movie really opened my eyes to how bad the mainstream media really is. And I tell you what, I saw a different side of Black Lives Matter in that video. He was up in New York talking to a couple uh, black gentlemen. They were... They were uh, Black Lives member guys, um, and they had no idea how biased that the news was. And he he kind of pointed it out to them on camera, and like you could really see him putting it together on their face. Like you could see you could see the puzzle pieces fitting together. <laughs> and those guys ended up in D.C. and and there was I think it was Bikers for Trump was having a rally like around inauguration time. And they actually um, turned their platform over to to these guys for like two minutes or something. And like, it's just a great movie. I think everybody should see it. And it really opened your eyes. Uh, but that was, I mean, I love you, man. You're, you, you are my favorite YouTuber. And uh, I mean, I'll, I don't even watch regular TV these days. I'm on YouTube. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you for that. It means a lot to me. De thank yes, you for sir. the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah. You have, you have a great night, man. Same to you. Great call. Shout out to the caller. Excellent call. But yeah, man, he's right on point. You calls have been on fire tonight. Calls have been on fire. I see super chats. I'm going to read those at the very end. So we're going to be here for a while because, you know, in the show to, I end the show at 11 as far as taking calls. And then I do super chats. That might take, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to read them all at 11 o'clock. But thank you all for being here. You guys are fantastic. If you like the stream, if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, like the video. Push the like button, a little thumbs up. Think I'm a bobber right there. Push that. And also uh, share the video. And if you are a first time viewer or you're not subscribed for whatever the reason may be, go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you do subscribe, click the bell. When you do that, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Let's get to the next call. The number to call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 61, you're online. I'm speaking to Hi, ABL. Thank you for taking my call. No problem. Thank you for that. Who am I speaking to? I have, I'd like to uh, talk about a little something different. Um, there was a milestone in the Trump presidency today. He had his 200th Article Three judge confirmed by the United States Senate. Yeah, I saw that. That's a, that's a very big milestone. And um, I, I noticed it was a, an appellate court just, uh, judge so that means that he has now confirmed, or the Senate has now confirmed, 53 of his uh, selections to what would be the second highest courts uh, in the country, uh, those being the, the Circuit Court of Appeals, which uh, for the, the viewers, for them to, to realize, that is the, that's the appellate level that hears cases that come up from the district court, and it's the step below the United States Supreme Court. Mm. And he now has had confirmed, let's see here, 143 
district court judges, and I think two of them had received a promotion to that higher court. And that's so important because those judges are being vetted by the Federalist Society, which is the organization that is trying to find judges that try to understand what the text of the Constitution meant at the time that it was adopted and ratified, so that uh, instead of judges legislating from the bench, that they are fulfilling what the people believed uh, the Constitution meant at the time that they accepted it and ratified it. All righty. And um, there was another uh, milestone, another accomplishment by the, by, uh, for Trump today. The case against General Flynn was officially ended by the, uh, the Circuit Court of Appeals for D.C. So if you recall that uh, Judge Sullivan... Uh, was not permitting Attorney General Barr and the Justice Department to dismiss the case against uh, General Flynn. And the judge, uh, Sullivan, was trying to um, keep the case going, try to see maybe that by accepting some sort of plea deal, maybe he had perjured himself. But what ended up happening was the Circuit Court of Appeals listened to it. Um, They considered it. Uh, it looked, based on what we heard a couple weeks ago, like they were going to let the case keep going. And today, the surprise decision came down. They ordered Judge Sullivan to dismiss the case. So that's over, and that's a victory for Trump because it was a setup uh, to to trip up one of his advisors at the beginning of the administration by the deep state. Yeah, I saw that. that was, that's an excellent, excellent victory. And I'm glad that's happening because people, you know, they kind of get demoralized a little bit sometimes with what Trump is doing. But a lot of things that are happening that don't just revolve around some of the big headline grabbers that are really important for the future of the country. So I'm really glad that's happening. And I'll I'll let you go because I know you have so many calls. But just just with regard to that decision by the district court, um, by the uh, Circuit Court of Appeals, letting uh, or or vindicating uh, the attorney general and and uh, General Flynn, there was a three panel a ju- um, three judges on a panel that decided that case, or maybe maybe there was more, but two of two of the people in favor of of uh, um, dismissing the case against Flynn were were Donald Trump appointees. Uh, so it's very important that uh, that Donald Trump win the presidency in 2020. It's very important that the Republicans keep the Senate, and they have to keep the Senate by enough because we know that, for example. The senator from Maine, I think Susan Collins, she's a flake sometimes. We know Mitt Romney's a flake sometimes. We know the lady from uh, 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 Alaska sometimes flakes out. So it's important to have uh, as many senators as possible. It's important to, to for people to vote down ballot on that. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, Trump will win more, more cases in these courts. But thank you for, for taking my call, ABI. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, I think you have a great show. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Good night. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. And thank y'all again for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. Let's get to the next call. 870, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Drew. All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, I'm a Southerner and don't see a problem with the Confederate flag. I understand that it's going to disappear. I've been aware of that for a while. But um, I run a retail store. I sell Confederate flags. I see 
people come in to purchase them. I see people wearing the T-shirts, wearing the belt buckles, all that. They're not racist. In the real world down here on the street, I'm telling you, many of these people have mixed race relatives, you know, children with them, uh, black and mixed race adopted, you know, children with them. I mean, um, it's a Southern pride thing always has been, I'm from Arkansas and, uh, you know, at one point had an American or a Confederate flag license plate on the front of my car. And, you know, the town that I'm from is about 50, 50 black, white. And it's just like, it's a Southern thing. It's not about race. And, I the other day was shocked to read the history and and realize that the ab- ab- abolishment of slavery slavery was so important to the the uh confederacy the confederate army you know but I'm I don't I don't know did the did the soldiers even know that back then or were they just were they fighting for slavery or were they just fighting because they were southerners and didn't want to be controlled by the north because down here in the real world, I'm telling you, these people are just Southern people that want to fly a Confederate flag to show that they're Southern and they are not racist and don't intend it to be racist. The local school's mascot is the rebel and they fly a Confederate flag and it's currently under petition and protest. Yeah, you know, the thing is, um, people just, I don't know, I don't understand. They, they don't they don't understand what's really going on. They don't look at real people. They kind of just look at things from a different kind of point of view. They don't really go to these places where people fly the Confederate flag and talk to anybody and see if they got a problem with it. You know, any any black folks or whatever. I never really cared about the Confederate. It wasn't no real big deal to me. I would see it. It's like, okay, that's 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 fine. It's no it's no big deal. It's not like it's gonna attack me at night. It's it's no big deal to me. But people they don't really see it that way. Unfortunately, and then as far as you know, who was fighting for what? I mean, as far as I know, you had conscription back then. It's not like what's going on today, where you just sign up and say, "Hey, I want to go fight in the war." You, you, you like you don't, you don't have yeah. a choice. You, you're conscripted, yeah. so you're, you're going to fight. Get out there with the gun. You're 18 years old. Take this gun. Go out there and fight. That's pretty much how it was. It wasn't like a choice. Yeah, really. um, I explained that. I didn't know the the term that you just used, but I explained to my wife. I said the people that were fighting in the in the the war to my understanding were just poor and had no rights and, and didn't have a choice. They weren't going out, you know, doing the rebel yell, let's go, you know, fight and kill. They were just poor and had no choice and they weren't slave owners. Um, they weren't, you know, anything to do with slavery to my understanding. And I'm, you know, 40 years old and from Arkansas and, uh, you know, I'm from a Delta town near Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and you know, you see as many lifted redneck trucks as you do, uh, Cadillacs with 22s on them and everybody gets along. Everybody really does get along. Um, I own a retail store in a different area and that area, I don't know the reason, but that area is majority white but they're absolutely tolerant. The visitors that come from out of town and, and come and, you know, hang out in that town on the weekend uh, from other areas are all treated great. And I've had a couple of people take, um, you know, not take notice of the Confederate flag. And I've explained it away and said, listen, I understand how it looks, but um, the people here are really accepting, really friendly. I promise you they're not uh, meaning it to be racist. They're just, southern 
you know, goofball fun people generally. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to be back at the store this weekend selling, you know, Confederate flags like crazy. And I mean, no offense. I put the Confederate flags and the rainbow flags and the Trump 2020 flags all side by side by side, just like we ought to be here in America. Right on, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks for your time. All right. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. We got a few more calls left. Let's get to the calls. Number to call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All righty. 505, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Nope. 505, who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, ABL, thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. All right, thank you for calling, man. What's on your mind? Hey, bro, I was just uh, thinking uh, about this last caller, you know, and the rebel flag and all that. That You know, um, I think uh, linguistically we, we mispronounce things, right? So uh, rebel is to rebel. So if we want to call the rebellion rebels, then we have to call the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, anybody that rebels against it. Even our, even our youth, even, you know, you're 15, 16 years old, you rebel against your parents. You're not a rebel, but we used to call them back in the day rebel rousers, right? But it had nothing to do with um, racism or slavery or any of that kind of stuff. But um, I, I just find it interesting, though, uh, that's always referred to as rebel rather than rebel, because it's actually rebel. But anyway, let's get off of that topic, please. And I, I'd like to uh, talk to you about something. All righty. Okay, so I watched a video on, uh, on a guy named Tony who was killed in Dallas. I, I, uh, I chatted a couple messages. Hopefully somebody picked it up. I know who he is. Uh, Tony Temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's – why isn't anybody talking about this guy? Um you know, this this poor guy called the police. It, 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 the police weren't called on him. He called the police. All right. And, oh, okay. And- Hold on. Let's let's pause for a moment. You asked me why it's not being talked about. I'm gonna ask you a question. Why do you think that's the case? Well, I know why it's the case because he's white. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I I know that's the, that's the case. Um. Uh, little tiny piece of my background i did 24 years in law enforcement i retired two years ago thank god uh survived yes and uh and and no uh no serious issues i got i got some emotional issues obviously you know, it's hard to deal with the um, death and the macabre and and uh, all that i'm a white cop in new mexico ah. mostly history i've dealt i've been called every racist name possible I can't really pick out white people out of the crowd to go arrest when most of the state is Hispanic. So it's not like I'm picking them out. It's just I'm responding to crimes. And that's how most of my friends are. All my friends are Hispanic because I live in uh, a Hispanic community. My wife is Hispanic. My brother-in-law is Hispanic. My mother-in-law is Of course. So, um, you know, God forbid I have to deal with a Hispanic as a white cop. I'm racist. But uh, regardless of that, the, but the Tony thing really disturbed me because of the way that those cops joked and laughed about it. And then they got off. And how can, to, if you, if you put that video next to the George Floyd video, oh my God, it's, 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 it's so disturbing that, and how could you be charged with a misdemeanor for killing somebody? 
it's it just ridiculous. So, so that video really disturbed me, and uh, uh, you know, the rest of the stuff. I really appreciate you, Abel. I listen to you constantly. I got your merch. My wife's got my wife's got your coffee cup. Uh, uh, she really uh, dug that one, and uh, I, I just want to say this to anybody that's listening. If we could just calm down and relax a little bit, we could probably figure this out. But if we're going to be emotionally charged by every word that everybody says, you know, none of us are linguistic. I mean, if, if we all went to college and got our linguistics degree, then we could, we could interpret what, what people say. But people are using words and slogans and phrases to fire people up. And I just wish that people would, would stop doing that, pay attention, listen to you, listen to the facts, and... and uh, and that's all I got to say. Thank you so much, Abel. I appreciate you. I support you. And keep up the good work. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Take it easy. All right. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. I'll take a couple more calls. Let's go. 403, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 403, who am I speaking to? ABL. Yes, indeed. Oh, man, no way. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't get how people don't see through all of this racist ruse thing. Yeah. I mean, people are just kind of uh, blinded by their emotion. That's pretty much what's going on. Yeah, but there there has to be a point where, like, man, I loved you, ABL. You're my cuz, man. (laughs) It's all good, man. Appreciate you. No, I'm Native American, and I don't know, I don't understand all of this, all of this rage and violence over... You know, people say 400 years ago, like I said, I'm Native American. You know what? 400 years ago, what are you on about? That's a good question. what What are you on about? That's not our history. It's not your history. Like everybody's pointing to your history is so violent, blah, blah, blah. It's their history. They, that's their history. They built what we're building off. And to try to hold people to account for things that other people did. This is our history right now. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. I just. I don't get what people can't see about what's going on. Hey, man, I can't really call it. People are just, like I said, they, they, they're too much into their feelings, into their emotions, not looking at what's really going on. That's, that's the main thing. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you. Hey, man, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a call-in show, so it's all good, man. I'm glad you're able to call in, but I got a lot of calls on the line, so I'm glad you're able to get in. No go. 
I'll, I'll write a, I'll write a script or something for next time. Go. <laughs> All right. Now, thank you for the call. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's go to the next call. Six zero eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Six zero eight. Okay. Don't don't get cold feet. Six zero eight. Let's go ahead and get to the next call. Two one four. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, LBL. What's up, man? This is Freak World. All right, man. What's going on? No much, man. I was going to ask you, man. Do you think Donald Trump should fire FBI Director Christopher Ray? Um, I'm I'm not really sure. I don't really. I've not looked into that that deep, but I I don't really know that. Well, the reason why I say that is because when you listen to this clown, man, it's just like this is one of those um, John Bolton. Uh, what was Trump's prior chief of staff who who quit? I forget his name. I know you're talking and about. I was talking mess mess about him, and then General um, uh, Mathis. He's 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 the same way, man. I watch him on Fox News. You know, he's talking about homegrown terrorism. He's talking about white. He's talking about white supremacists. I'm like, are you, are you serious right now? Like, you're talking, you're talking about uh, John. Talking about uh, John uh, Brennan. John Brennan, the former chief of staff. No, 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 no. That that was um, no, no. He, I think he was the former FBI director on uh, Obama or something on Obama. Okay. I'm talking about that. Uh, what, I forget his name, man. He fired um his his never escapes me when when it comes let you know but he, he's just you. one of those another one of those trump turn coach but yeah chris chris foray i mean i mean I, I i remember i seen him on an interview saying it's problematic using the word deep state there is no deep state and it's just it's frustrating because i you know what i'm saying like trump got these people in this administration that just goes against them you know that you know what I'm saying loud and publicly for liberalism. Now Christopher Ray hasn't done it yet, but I can just tell by the way he responds to questions, and he's talking about white supremacist groups or something. Um, the FBI is watching. I'm like, man, are you stupid, man? Like, it's like like it's white supremacist groups that's burning down cities and tearing down statues. It's white supremacist groups that is attacking people and businesses. Like, it's stuff like that that just angers me. It's like. You see the elephant in the room, but then you look around at something else. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think Trump does need to fire Chris Ray. I think he needs to have a zero tolerance on these people who, who just doesn't think like him. I mean, I don't think it's 4D chess because I think what happens is they get fired and then they write books and they make millions. You know, it's the same thing with John Bolton. Like, I was very upset when, when I heard Trump put John Bolton on his national security staff, I was very upset. I was like, why would you put John Bolton, this warmonger, this liar, nobody likes him, nobody trusts him, and you put him on your staff, and you expect y'all to get along. Like, I knew John Bolton wouldn't get along with anything. Like, you know, when Trump was trying to make peace of North Korea, he sends John Bolton over there. He tells Kim Jong-un, we're looking at the Libya model. I was like, the Libya model, are you serious? The Libya model is where we destroy Libya and the slavery there. So it's just, um, you know, I, I just, that's the criticism I have with Trump, man. Like, get rid of these swamp people, you know what I'm saying? They are, they are, they are no different from the George Wilsons, these never-Trumpers on the right. They're just being cool with you now because you are you gave them a position in your cabinet but afterwards they are they're going to turn coat on you 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, you should really check out that Foxes interview. But the other thing I was going to talk about is the Breakfast Club interview, man. And, and, and I think I told you before, man, you know, I knew it. If they bring a black conservative on there who is very articulate, they will destroy any liberal argument. And I think any articulate black conservative can destroy any liberal argument. The reason being is because when liberals talk, they use emotions. You know what I'm saying? And if you notice at the very beginning of the interview, did you see how they try to tarnish her? They said stupid things like, oh, so um, you only support Trump because he freed you out of jail. Like, this yeah. guy, like it's just like, why are you already painting this woman? You know what I'm saying? You already attacking her and Angela Yee, man. Well, first of all, is Angela Yee black? Like I'm like <laughs> She um Bob Rachel. Like, she, she is just she is ridiculous, bro. She is like a, a liberal, like a, a strong lefty. And if you notice, Angela Yee was not really providing anything to the discussion. She was just saying her opinion like Angela Stanton would would make a point about transgenderism being like, don't lie to your children about it. And all Angela Yee would say, well, I well well I support what Dwayne Wade is doing with this son, but she doesn't give any context as to why. And I could tell that every time Angela Stanton was like making a point about abortion, about you know stuff like that, Angela Yee would give her personal opinion of what she supports as to kind of like throw a wrist to it. But the one thing I did like what Angela Stanton says, and I think this is why a lot of black men are, you know, kind of switching to the conservative side, and she was like, we need our black men. Like, how many black liberal women or black liberals in general ever say that we need our black men? Most of them are like, black women this, we don't need no man, black girl, magic, black woman, independent. She was like, we need our men. We don't need our men to compete with us. Like, I don't want a man to compete with me as a woman. I need a man to lead. And I was like, that's a very powerful statement. And one more thing before I go, man, another powerful statement that she made about the LGBT community is that everyone else has been making. It's like, how is pushing this beneficial to the black community? Like, that was a strong statement that she said. She's like, how is this beneficial to the black community? Where she said in war, the first thing people do in war is what? They take out your men. And she was like, black men are being taken out. Why would y'all support your boys to become girls to where you have no men? How is that supported to the black community? Bro, I was floored when she said that. Because I'm like, this, this woman is saying this on live TV, just live airwaves of millions of black folks is watching. And it's interesting that Charlemagne and DJ Envy, if you notice, they didn't challenge her because I think they secretly agreed with her, but they couldn't say anything. You know, saying because the whole they don't they don't they don't want no trouble with the LGBT community. But yeah, man, um Angela Staten, man, she did grab the Breakfast Club, man. Do you think they're gonna allow more black conservatives to get on there? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Hopefully they do. I mean, they they should, but at the same time, they might not want to because they don't want another Angela Stanton to come on there and embarrass them. So, but they should if they if they're going to be balanced because they didn't had a bunch of liberals on there, candidates for president and all of that. So they they should. And bro, the comment section was all on Angela Stanton's side, bro. Even black folks who are liberals, they're like, I may not like Donald Trump, but what she said was making a great point. And last thing, and I'm gonna get off this. I know you got callers. 
The Breakfast Club treated John Stewart with far more respect than Andrew Stanton. That's the problem I have with, you know, they they claim to be some pro-black network, but then you got some white liberal that gets on there. You don't you don't tarnish him. You don't say why he supports Democrats, why see now Joe Biden wins, but you're going to sit there and slander this black woman who is up and coming like y'all are fake. But anyways, that's all I got to say, bro. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care, man. All right, great call for my man Tariq as always. And that'll be a wrap for the call tonight. Thank y'all for calling in. Definitely appreciate you, but don't go nowhere. I got super chats. I got to read them off. And we're going to be here for a minute. So get you something nice and good to eat, cold to drink, because we ain't going nowhere for a minute. All right. Thank you all for donating super chats to PayPal, Patreon, all you guys. You guys are great. I couldn't do it without you. Uh, thank you to Tony, who says, when listening to you, I feel a sense of unity and proud to be an American, unlike the left who preach separation and the hatred of the U.S. Thanks, ABO. I thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Thank you to Tony Cadillac, who said, did you see the video bashing you, Tatum and Candace? Uh, nah, I mean, wh- which one? <laughs> which one? I mean, good grief. You know, like I said before, I don't even really care. I roll with the winners. I don't roll with the losers. And, you know, when you get a video bashing you, you've made it. Like, people actually care about you. They, you know, they know who you are. People that make videos like that, nobody cares about them. That's why anybody making a video about them. Think it to James Carver who says, how do you keep the party swamp? How did, how did the party swamp occur when, oh, I'm, 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 let, me, let me just back up and reread. I can't read all of a sudden. How did the party swap occur when Al Gore's dad voted against civil rights bill and everything passed it and died a Democrat? So did the swap really happen after Al Gore's dad now? There was never a party swap. What happened was some people swapped to the party that had always been the same. There was never a party swap. Marketing changed. Viewpoints from certain people changed on the parties. But the parties always been the same. You know, here's, here's, a, here's a little news nugget for you if you didn't know. Before Roe v. Wade, 1973, 80% of abortions that were performed were performed on white women. Fun fact. But after that, it became 50-50, well, not 50-50, but 37.5, 37.5 black and white, with black women being the overwhelming majority on a per capita basis as far as income, I mean, as far as uh, abortion recipients. Okay? So that's kind of what happened. People changed. The parties didn't change. Thank you to... Keith Jackson, who says, why aren't gang flags protested against when they show more disrespect and violence towards one another? Very good question. Very good question. The blood, rag, the crit, rag, all of that. That kind of, that's no real big deal, right? But the Confederate flag, that's somehow a problem. Thank you to J. Lee Harris for the Bravo emoji. Thank you to Mr. Annie Ant, who says, Bubba Chew's crew man found the but, but Bubba Chew, Bubba's crew man found the news, not Bubba. Yeah, that's what I was saying in the video. It wasn't him that found it. It was his man. But if it's me that is being presented with the information about a news being found, I'm like, all right, let's pause for a minute, do an investigation and see what's really going on before we go public with this, because I don't want to jump out the window and be wrong and get embarrassed and embarrass the whole company. But it didn't do that. NASCAR and Juicy Smoothie, I mean, Bubba Smoothie, I mean, Bubba Wallace. Thank you to... Um, Steve Cutts, who says, brothers and sisters, share it to social media with the fist. Thank you for that. Thank you to Boogaloo, who says, I can't believe they defaced a 54th Regiment monument in Boston. Absolute insanity. Like I was saying, they don't know anything about these monuments. All they know is that it's old, and that's it. Thank you to Morgan23, who says, 
Well, duly noted, ABL. I didn't know that about him. Good to know. And by the way, I wasn't disappointed with you. I was with Rams, Ramsey Paul, talking about the yellow tooth <laughs> moron. Anyway, we're not watching him anymore. Well, there you go. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Leo Mazina for the uh, Superman emoji. Definitely appreciate you for that. Take it, thank you to Jedi. Uh, was that? Two billion for the donation. Thank you to Christine Bida, who says, love your channel. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. And thank you to Matthew Smith. Thank you to Jedi2million who says, love your work. ABL, keep at it. Will do. Thank you to Sparky who says, moms from Central Alabama, blacks and whites <laughs> have treated one another with dignity and respect there for decades now. They put racism behind them all day long. 100%. Like in the South, it's not this big racist place. It's not like that. Like I said before, I was born West Virginia. It's, it's all good, blacks and whites. When some guys try to break into my grandma's house, they were like right on the porch trying to break into my grandma's house when she was there. Um, the neighbors across the street, white neighbors, open their blinds real wide so they can see them. So it's like, nah, we're not going to do that here. You know, so it's not this whole big racist thing. It's just not like that. Everybody's in the same boat. We're not, we don't got time to be racist. Thank you to Yardley Moyes who says, ABL, get that smile out of your face. <laughs> you was right though. Hashtag Jusus Mouye. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Sparky who says, NASCAR and Bubba Smollett Wallace conspired together for the hoax. They should be fined and in prison for fraud and wasting FBI's time and manpower. I'm right there with you, boss. I mean, you're talking about 15 FBI agents that came down in Talladega to investigate the so-called noose. Really nothing but a garage door pull. Ridiculous. Thank you to Matthew Smith, who says, ABL, I'll give you $2 to shut that guy up. <laughs> Probably talking about Ivan. Thank you to David McFarlane, who says, ask him why people steal phones and commit murder. Thank you to LeeVet93, who says, tell him the truth, ABL, great show. Thank you for that. Thank you to Jamie Y, who says, well said, Carla, Marxist versus Republic. Thank you to Jedi2Million, who says, this message goes out to talking with a Spanish accent. If the peaceful protesters are against the riots, they should protest against the riots as well if they want peace. Get that. There you go. Boom. Thank you to Ernest T. Bass, who says, when are you and Justin Lee Peterson going to collab? Hey, it could happen anytime now. You never know. I met him actually in Politicon. Cool guy. He has the like the the old uncle type of appearance and in, in, in the, in the persona. Like if you were to try to fight him, you get stomped in your head. Just that, that old that old man's strength. That's kind of what he has the persona of. Thank you to uh, Sparky, who says, from 65 to 85, the Confederate battle flag was co-opted by youth culture as a symbol of rebellion against authority. Mainstream media took it back to the racist. There you go. Thank you to James Carver, who says, MLK routinely said that anyone, including his brother, who acted in any violent manner deserved to be arrested. And MLK did not bail out his own brother, Alveda King's dad, because any violence deservedly becomes the story. Exactly. Thank you for that. Shout out to Spencer Christopher, who says, stay strong, buddy. Will do. Thank you to WiseMD for your donation. Come up from Mexico. Thank you to Prepper Chris One for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Silent Rage who says Bubba didn't realize it was just a garage door opener. <laughs> Thank you to Troll Chartist. I know I butchered that and I'm sorry who says John NY, my wife and I really enjoy your videos podcast. I'm a NYC employee. I'm a New York City employee. We have been basically put under a gag order not to speak out against anything going on in the country or we face termination. Terrible. 
Thank you to Jedi Two Million who says this message goes to call it with Spanish accent. Why aren't the peaceful protesters protesting the riots? And what's the problem with ABO making money? Would you want to you want to also make money if you had a podcast show? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you to Double O Tyrone for the donation with the sunglass emoji. Thank you to Charlotte Cannon for the emoji with the rocket uh riding uh emoji. Thank you to Gina Mo who says, great job, ABL. I'm not convinced that the, but the upper echelon has any concern over black lives. It's actually pretty scary in terms of black officers killed. Exactly. They don't care about black lives. Like I said, they want to defund the police. All it's going to do is just make the black on black murder rate skyrocket exponentially. You're going to have more black death. That's already been happening in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Dallas, Houston, etc. They don't really care about that. They're only worried about the narrative of we attacked the police. We did well. Pat on the back. I'm helping. That type of thing. Thank you to Sparky, who says dad knew Daddy King. He was a Republican and carried himself with dignity. He was inspired by a Protestant convention in 34 in Dresden, Germany. So he changed his name and his son's name to Martin Luther. Thank you for that. Thank you to Silent Rage, who says they pushed his car around the track for a garage door opener. Exactly. Shout out to Double O Tyrone, who says Pat Tillman, true American hero. To die for what you believe in, speak louder than words. America boycott Nike. The support of Kaepernick. What are you to think, Trump 2020? They could have sparked you. Says NASCAR has been in the dumps for years. Publicity stunt was hell Mary passed, thought up by clueless marketing geeks and approved by out of touch management. That's what it looked like to me. Like right away, they had this whole big thing with the music and all. I'm like, man, cut it out, stop it. Really ridiculous and cringy. Thank you to Pepper City Gamer Jeff, who says Senator Scott's speech was amazing and was so emotional. How could the Democrats vote? No, I saw that speech. Um, that was a really good speech. Thank you for that. Shout out to Michael Lowe, who says the distinguished gentleman, Senator Anthony Brian Logan has a nice ring to it. Hey, you never know. That could be in the works in the future. People ask me all the time, like every day, like in my personal life, on the Internet, anywhere I go. So that might be what I'm called to do. Who knows? Thank you to Silent Rage who says, all the VP does is go to graduations and funerals. That's it. Thank you to, there you go. Thank you for that. Thank you to Crush Groovin. But what the guy was talking about, it won't be um, Biden actually being the president. He'll mess around and pass away. And then the VP will become the president. That might be what they do. Thank you to um, Crush Groovin who says, has anyone been amazed at Leo Terrell's stance on everything going on with the police and so-called protesters? I sure have been, me as well, I've been definitely uh, pleasantly surprised. Sorry, I can't say, I can't say before a moment, ABL, oh, it's all good. But I have been impressed by Leo Terrell. Leo Terrell is usually discreet and liberal on Fox News. He has that particular viewpoint, but lately he's been right on the money. I've not disagreed with him yet. He's been really good. So shout out to uh, Leo Terrell for having some sense in this, you know, sea of madness. Thank you to Sparky, who says most attention should go to prevention, preventing election fraud. Establishment underestimated amount of fraud needed in 2016. It'll be turned up to 11 in 2020. Thank you to Double Low Tyrone, who says, have you seen the Uncle Tom movie by Larry Elder? I've not seen that yet, but I do want to watch that. Shout out to Larry Elder. Shout out to everybody that's in it. Brandon Tatum, Damani Felder, everybody. I think Carol Swain, Kenneth Owens, everybody. Shout out to all them that's in it. Thank you to Charlotte Cannon, who says, hi, ABO. Just wish to say thank you for all your efforts and hard work uh, mixed and want to know your opinion. Why do you think so many blacks blame whites for all their problems and why so many defend their adult children for their crimes? Well, it's easy. It's just easy to blame white people for everything that goes wrong. 
Okay, it's it's easy to do that rather than have personal responsibility. And then you got a lot of single parent households where, you know, the 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 father is not there to give discipline and guidance to the kids. So the easier thing to do becomes blame the white man. And as far as, you know, adults, you know, defending their children, like as far as people defending their adult children, it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's easy to defend somebody that's doing something wrong rather than taking a look in the mirror and saying, you know what, as a parent, as a father, as a mother, I failed. People don't want to say that. They want to say, oh, the white man did it. The police did it. It wasn't my baby's fault. Even though you bought 35 years old, you're not a baby no more. But they'll say that because it's easier than saying I failed. No personal responsibility. That is the key. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Daily Change who says, if Papa Joe wins, do you think he will step down for white guilt, mental health issues, or trouble with the woman he allegedly assaulted to appoint the true Democratic prick for president? That's a very good question. It'd be mental health issues because he'll, he'll, he'll look terrible and he won't be able to continue. It won't be because of anything else. Shout out to Cocked Hammer 72 who says, thank you too much, something I trust. Thank you to, let me see, she Bolsaru who says, I thought her message was on point. She is hot. Talking about the girl that I played on Instagram earlier. Thank you to David Johnston for becoming an ABL member. Upgrading at the ABL squad. Appreciate you for that, boss. Thank you to Silent Rage who says, my last $5 and I have no cool hind parts. I can't say that because you cussed. Comment with the sparky emoji. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you for your donation. Thank you to Double O Tyrone who says, Brandon Tatum, the new Uncle Tom. What you think? Um, I, you're talking about the movie. I've not seen that yet, but I will watch that. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to watch that movie and do a review on it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do a review on it. Hey, I see a troll in the chat. I'm going to address him right quick. Twanberger says he is suckering y'all. This dude is suckering y'all. Twanberger has been in the chat throughout the entire time. You must enjoy what you're seeing. So am I suckering you too? Like, if I'm a guy that does not like watching a guy, I would not watch the guy. If I'm watching the guy, I must like what I'm watching. But it's all good, man. I appreciate all the trolls, the haters, the losers, everybody, man. And they are welcome as just a regular, everyday, good people that are the majority of the chats right now. And always, the best audience on the internet by far. Thank you to Sparky, who says Uncle Tom character in the book was, as she said, in the play, to make it shorter and less nuanced, the character changed to his present stereotype. Thank you to EC2189 Kaku who says Antifa flag has more commonality with Nazi flags. There you go. Boom. And their iconography and their symbolism as well. Thank you to Stacey Felice who says King Cuomo could find me three grand if my family and I don't quarantine for 14 days when we come back home from Tennessee next week. He needs to replace his girlfriend because he seems to need something. <laughs> Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. And that's crazy. I've been hearing about that. Thank you to Cocked Hammer 72 who says, I have Navy Jack behind me that flew on South Carolina Capitol. There you go. Thank you to Sparky who says, Spike Lee said he hated the Oscars. I mean, pardon me, the Oscars. The Stars and Bars, but it's not the Confederate Battle Flag, which is a controversial one. Stars and Bars looks nothing like it. Mainstream media often makes that mistake. Well, Spike trolling, they don't, they don't really know what they're actually mad at. They just hear certain things that they should be mad at and opine on that. They're mad at an invisible enemy. They're mad at their feelings. They're not mad at reality. You got to understand that. Shout out to 
Talix001 who says, bashing U.S. flag is a kick in the teeth. I delivered newspapers as a kid to many black women, <laughs> black Korean war vets. They are some of the most patriotic people I ever met. Great men. I'll never dishonor them. There you go. Shout, shout out to Chris Groovin who says, sorry, I must go. God bless and stay strong with the uh, army emoji. Everyone, you will all make a difference. Keep up the A++ work, A-B-L, A-B-E-L. My respect to you, sir. They could just spark you. says millennials aren't college educated. They're college indoctrinated. To add insult to injury, they went into long-term debt for it. Exactly. You took out a whole... People People have mortgage payments on their... They got a whole mortgage on their back for a degree in underwater lesbian basket weaving, basically. That's crazy. I have no college debt. The debt that I did have was like five grand from college. I mean... Not like people got these, you know, car payments or mortgage payments on their back from, and then you can't even really, that's like from the government. So you can't even really get out of it for real. It's crazy. Thank you to Kilasusi who says, ABO, did you see the two white guys that were whipping themselves during the protests until they were bleeding? That's dedication to the cause. Now, I did not see them getting whipped, but I saw some guys with some stuff on their back. Now, the guys had their back scarred up, and I would put it on the screen, but it's too that's I might get flagged for that one. Their back was all scarred up, like they had been getting beat or cut or stabbed. I don't know what was going on. But I mean, was that makeup or was that real? Hopefully that was not real, because if that's real, they should not have been out there just, you know, prancing around like it's okay. They need to go to the hospital and get checked. That's what they need to do. All right. And thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to Mariposa Roja, who says, ex-Bernie delegate to Big Town Trump supporter here. Love your work. Thanks for all you do. Gracias. Where we go one, we go all. Thank you for your donation. And I'm glad you were able to make that big switch, the good switch from the left to the right. Thank you to Lee Vet 93 who says, Anthony, you and Candace Owens are superb. Great show as always, ABL. Love all the facts. Keep it going. Eight-year Air Force vet here. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the donation and what you do. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Sparky who says a rebel is someone who rebels. I now intervert. There you go. Thank you to Dan C who says as a conservative, I lost it. Hold on. Let me go back. All right. Let's go to Dan C. As a conservative, as conservative parents who value higher education, what educational options are still safe given the infection of radical extremists who preach socialism into your major universities? Um, private schools, really Christian school, Christian academies. Like if you have any kind of concerns about a place to send your kids, then you got to go there and talk to people, talk to the, talk to the students, the teachers, parents of students and see what's going on before you send your kids there, you know, figure out what's going on. Do your research. Basically, thank you to Zoe Inman for your donation or Zoe Inman. Thank you to Sparky, who says all of this is stirred up by globalist robber barons and their, and their strange bedfellow partners in crime, the communists, to pursue their common dream of a borderless world run by a central authority. And he also says Sally Gates replaced Chris Ray, Chris Ray and, at King and Spalding. Thank you to Debachi, who says everyone send ABO $2 for tomorrow morning's coffee. <laughs> no, I got to have that good old, you know, I don't drink coffee. I got that good old tea and this, that, and a third mug available live on abomerch.com. Check it out right now. Shout out to Evie, who says shout out to the caller. Thank you to Robert Halden with a thumbs up emoji. Thank you to Mr. Wright, who says Angela Yee should hashtag fake news herself after the interview. Wow. 
I didn't say it. You did. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Jane Gallardo for your donation. Thank you to Renee Donaldson for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Sparky who says, once government puts race in laws, codes, regulation, race goes from a preference like brunette or blonde to hardcore racism within two generations. There you go. Thank you to Felicia McKee who says, keep it up. Love you for what you do. Thank you for your very kind words. Thank you to Despicable Nick who says, hey, A.B., I'm sorry, in a conservative club with some black conservatives in a very liberal school in Tuckwilla, Washington. How should I go about it? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, you high school, college, what's going on? I say just start it. Just start it. You know, you guys can just, if your friends already just talk, just have conversations and talk, just, and, you know, set goals for yourself and just do it. You know, don't think too much on it. Just go ahead and do it. You already know each other. You guys are friends. Go ahead. And when you start, if you want to add anybody new, make sure you vet them first. You know, make sure you know what's going on so you don't get any infiltrators to break it up. But yeah, just start it, man. Just do it. Thank you to Renee Donaldson who says, oh, becoming a member of the ABO squad, upgrading to the ABO squad. Thank you to New Wave Boston No for the for the donation. Thank you to Sparky who says, millennials taught America is root of evil. Exactly. Thank you to Unpopular Opinion, who says, what do you think of former ESPN reporter Jamel Hill? She's similar to Sharpton, never satisfied with something that doesn't fit the race narrative. Well, her whole shtick at this point, her whole career option is being a race hustler. That's what she is right now. That's all that it is. She quit ESPN to become a race hustler, to become a, um, um, a, a member of the resistance in the media. That's all. Shout out to Charlotte Cannon. I already read that one. Thank you for that. Thank you to Matt H who says, hold on, let me make sure I got my place. Matt H says, get your thoughts on public housing, has roots in racist policies and perpetuate segregation, abolished, easier said than done. Uh, public housing is kind of a tough one. I say that it probably should be abolished and we should, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I'm not sure really how to answer that because a lot of people if it weren't for that, they'd be homeless. So I don't, I don't know what the answer to that is. How do you get rid of public housing? How do you house these people? Where are they going to go? You got to get rid. You got you to do things in baby steps. Eliminate the welfare state first, then address public housing. Because if you still got the welfare state going on, you got to have you, public housing is part of it. You, you got you to gotta get rid of the bigger issue first and then do with the smaller issues. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to really just address that without addressing the bigger thing. You know, by little by little, remove, remove the welfare state and then do public housing. That'll be part of it. Thank you to Bob Allison, who says, I'm a minute depressive. Thoughts of suicide go through my mind. Events in the U.S. have escalated those thoughts. I love the U.S., but lately I've been doubting that. You have been a bright spot in my hopes for this country. Thank you for that, man. That means a lot to me. Because I've dealt with suicide. My granddad committed suicide. So that means a lot. And I'm being serious. Thank you for that, man. And, and hang on. Stay there, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you to Sparky who says, when HRC flies into the convention for on her broom to save the day, would it be over the top if she brought along her entourage of flying monkeys? <laughs> Thank you to Almighty Sound 154 who says, has anyone paid attention to the states that are trying to get rid of religious exemptions for forced vaccinations for kids within the last couple of days? I've not seen that, but that's an important thing to be paying attention to. Thank you to Team Jesus for saying you are amazing with the emoji. Thank you for that. Thank you to Max Dominguez, who says Hillsdale College has still has conservative values. And thank you to Team Jesus for becoming an ABO supporter. All right. I got everybody out there. Took me about a half hour, but I did it.
thank you all for supporting through PayPal, through Super Chat, through Patreon, through buying merch, through watching the videos, liking the video, sharing the video, doing all that good stuff. And also like this video. If you like what you're hearing, if you've enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed the content on the channel in general, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And shout out to the mods. You guys do a good job. The Rapper 10,000, thank you. Zeland Zen, uh, Killer Sushi, Ken Bone, Michelle A, Bill from the Hills, Ansel, Eliza Jean. Um, you guys are fantastic. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you to Talex Double the One who says, in a CNN interview with BLM, they said, go get rid of Trump. So painting BLM on the streets is government promoting a party. Should not be happening. Very good point. All right, you guys. That's a wrap for me. I'll be live again on Saturday on this channel. We should be live on Tatum's channel tomorrow. Um, last week, he was overdoing the Uncle Tom um, premiere, so he couldn't be here for that. But hopefully this week we'll be back on live on Brandon Tatum's channel. If we are live, I'll post a notification on the community part of this channel so you get notified when we go live. And we'll just do it that way. It also be on my social media. Follow me on everywhere. I'm on Facebook. I'm on the Instagrams. I'm on Twitter. I'm everywhere that you are. I'm right there. And if you are a first time viewer or not subscribed for whatever the reason may be, go ahead and subscribe right now and click the bell. You click the bell, you get notified when I, ABL, personally go live and or post a new video. All right. That'll be right for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.